too. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our files. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for me here. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird I have to ask twice. Those sad tissues or happy tissues? Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid, rock it up and down your block Go with the bottom All right. of the sky, watch like Buy a yacht with a rag, the most Then right. that up and down Welcome everybody, it is Thursday, May 18th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. Coming to you today from uh, 3 to 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land, you know what's better as the Big X, Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey behind the glass. Dressed like it's uh, 89, it's like 59 degrees actually. It's You're dressed for a warm day. It's not warm out there at all. God love you. You said this is you. you. You're the one coming. You came here the other day with like a sweatshirt on. This is a role reversal. Usually because yeah. I get kind of cold in the in the studio. So I'll rock like the, the shorts and a long sleeve shirt on a day when it's probably like you know, shorts and t-shirt weather. But today you got the pants and the I Eagles long sleeve. I got, yeah. I, got the Eagles, I got the Wagner sweats on, the... Maybe it was, I don't know, maybe getting the yearbook yesterday kind of inspired me a little bit you were, there. You were, we're going to talk about this. You were deep, knee-deep in nostalgia last night. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I forgot, I, once once the show got off and I was reading it during the high school game, like, I was I was even getting into the fact that, like, in the senior section, it had, like, they would ask them random questions and some of the answers, like, I don't think you could answer some of these, use some of these answers, like, 25 years later now. Really? <laughs> Some of them are yeah, kind of stuck out. So if you don't know what we're talking about, Trevor <laughs> found like he, he didn't have any of his old high school yearbooks from Wagner. I have my middle school yearbooks. Yeah. So so he found a seller online that was selling like old high school yearbooks. So he bought his freshman and sophomore year uh, Wagner yearbooks. The freshman one came yesterday. And I mean, you texted me like when I got home at like six thirty, stuff from the yearbook. And then it was like midnight, and you still were texting me like ten. <laughs> I was like, he's been looking at this yearbook for seven straight hours. So you are it, it turned, into it. It turned out the person I, I actually didn't get my sophomore one from my freshman. Bio. Oh, okay, gotcha. I would like to. If somebody has the '96 one, I'll take it. I will take it though. Um, but it turns out the, the the yearbook I did find uh, it was somebody in my freshman class. Oh, cool. He was on the golf team. You and you, we did discover. I don't you, remember him though. You were in multiple pictures, not just the, the yeah. requisite class photo. You were, you were in. Spanish class. I don't uh, know. A picture there. Why? I don't even remember taking Spanish. <laughs> I don't think my sophomore year. I didn't think about freshman year. Well, you did. <laughs> That's why you have the yearbook. Yeah, and then the other one's a picture with me and some. Uh, I was trying to remember who the 
I remember two of the people in that picture I sent you. I couldn't remember the third, though. I felt bad. Isn't that sad? And neither the, the two that are in it, I don't think I've seen them since probably that picture was taken. Man. <laughs> then you were expecting, you were very excited to look at the, remember the girls, <laughs> and then look them up on Facebook and see how the isn't last that what Facebook's 24 for? years have treated them. I mean, like, isn't, isn't, that what you, isn't that what Facebook is for to like look up the people that you once knew back in the day to see what they like? If they turned out, but it's like it's like an online like reunion, right? Kind. If they turned out better or worse than you, which is sort of why you don't need to go to actual reunions. Like, we, yeah, we really. Have, like my twenty year is coming up, so I, I graduated in 03. This technically is my twenty year, like this school year, but we're not going to celebrate our reunion until I think September. And like, it's one of those where like everybody who I've kept in contact outside of you know maybe like three, there's like three or four people from high school that I have not kept in contact with that I would really like to see. And I don't think they're going to go to the reunion either. So, and, and then my, all my best friends are not going. So I'm like, you know, is it? Am I going to do this? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. So I was as I was flipping through, like I was, I had just not. I just, I mean, people I'd completely forgotten about, including I was like, oh, I remember her. I had a crush on her, and I was like, let's go see what she's on Facebook. See, let's see if she turned out as well. Unfortunately, a lot of them I couldn't find on Facebook. I guess they just uh, they don't want to be on there either. They've hid themselves from you specifically. And then there was one I was like, oh, I wonder if she gave Chris her number. So I was like, look at this side here. Because you know, I don't know who's your book I got, but he got like five girls' numbers in his yearbook. I would love for you to call. <laughs> we should call. We should do that on the air. Like this girl, you're like, you're like, <laughs> ask, hit her up for a date. And it's like her parents who are like now 85 years old. One of them says it's her pager number. She's like, he paged me. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, these have to be their home numbers, though. Like, we're going to get them. We're going to get their parents. Excuse me. Is this is this so-and-so's mom? <laughs> now, I do remember doing that in, in like, junior high, in, in grade school, like, where you do the thing where it was, have a great summer, and if you didn't have their, their number, you'd put, like, call me at whatever, you'd give your parents I don't think number. I ever put my number in your book. I do remember doing that in grade school. Then, Like I said, like, we never did signing yearbooks in high school. I think at Trinity, we didn't get our yearbook from the past year until, like, the next school year. Like, I don't oh, think, okay, wow. We didn't get our senior yearbook until, like, Late summer, like I was already in college by the time we got our senior yearbook, and I remember it was funny, like flipping through the pages and seeing what was there and what was not. So there, there was never a like, and also it's like all guys, so like you know, that's true. You don't really care about guys, yeah. signing, you know, unless they're gonna say something funny. Like, you basically want the girls to sign your yearbook. Yeah, I think I remember. I think I had a few. I mean, a few dudes signed my yearbook just because they were like friends of mine, hung out with all year or something. It's like maybe, inside but... joke, inside joke. Yeah, love you, yeah. bro. And that's it. Yeah. But like getting the yearbook signed was like one of the few things that like television didn't lie to me about school. It was. It was like yeah. that was one of the few. Like, like I, I think back to for sure for me. Think that what's her name from uh, King Harley Way? Like sign my yearbook. The, <laughs> yearbook the memory all. stuck in time. <laughs> it was Melissa John Hart, right? So he said, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, so it's just, even that movie came out after I was already out of high school, but still, it's just, I was like, "Hey, look, something didn't lie to me." It's true. It's real. Like, because college, I sure, still didn't get one experience that TV offered me. You didn't? Not really. I well, mean, you went to college late. You you had a, still, a different I college mean, experience. Yeah. Like you weren't, you didn't have like the nineteen-year-old getting away from home for the first time in the dorm. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I hung out with some of like some. I was with some younger people when I was hanging out there because they were, you know, young, obviously younger than I was. But I felt like my I had a mix of like the young college kids hanging out with them and doing their thing, but also, I was, you know, I was working at a restaurant, so I was still doing the restaurant life and yeah, partying with people from my restaurant. And- I felt like my college experience was was very true to form. Like it was, it was as advertised. At did, least the first couple of years at Dayton. Did did you did you have a toga party? I went to a toga party in high school. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> was there a food fight? It in college. Was there a mean dean who tried to kick you off, off, off that school? We had a crappy RA. 
second semester. Okay. All our, right. Our first year, our, our first semester RA was awesome. He would like drink with us and play poker with us. Not shockingly, uh, got kicked out of school for the second <laughs> semester. And the, the RA we had the second semester sucked. He was terrible. I got written up by him a couple times. It was not fun. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he was not cool. Uh, we got lots to get to today. We've got uh, a new edition, yet another new edition on the football front. Jeff Brom continuing loaded. to kill it. We've got Kentucky. Um, well, not we've got Kentucky fans now trying to clap back at Brom because they're scared. Ooh, they're scared. With the the rivalry, summer smack talk is finally back, and I love it. I'm very excited about that. We've got a new. Player in the transfer portal that Louisville fans are just all obsessed with. This is the, the latest guy, which we have no idea whether or not UofL is even going to pursue him. But he's back available. That happened as I was driving home last night. I heard somebody was somebody else he was locked up for last night. Well, yeah, we, we, we have a uh, another player who's officially a Louisville Cardinal, Cardinal Danilo Jovanovic. Locked up, folks. Don't don't worry. He's here. He's signed. He's going to be playing for UofL next, uh, ne- next uh, season. We've got all sorts of other stuff to get to. We'll react to last night's NBA game. Uh, and then, of course, we'll take some text on the Thornton's text line. And, hey, we got some big news for Thornton's. Summer's already underway at Thornton's, and it comes with exclusive offers for Refreshing Rewards members. This means rewards and savings for the company's most loyal guests all summer long. Thornton's is excited to launch a new fuel-saving program that allows guests to save $0.05 cents per gallon when they purchase fuel with their Refreshing Rewards card. The discount's available right now, every day, Automatically applies to all grades of fuel. In addition, Refreshing Rewards members are going to receive weekly flash fuel offers for up to $0.20 off per gallon. There's a 35-gallon limit on fuel savings. If you want to become a Refreshing Rewards member, download that bad boy today. Go to the App Store. Just search it out. Boom. Done. You're saving money on gas all summer long. And also, Thornton's is a proud member of the Kyle Busch sponsorship now, the number 8 Chevy uh, Camaro at the NASCAR All-Star Race. Go Kyle Bush, go Thornton's, go saving money. They sent me that thing. I know who that is. It's like a, we need to. Somebody needs to cons- consolidate this read a little bit. It's like eight paragraphs. I can't read this every day. But you should I don't become. Know. We got an hour to kill. You should become a refreshing <laughs> rewards member. Download that. Say that. But basically, all you need to know is you're going to save money on gas, and that's what we all it's want like to do. Inventory list of their of their, their bakery right there. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like a bio of Kyle Bush. <laughs> like, really? Where's he from? <laughs> Kyle grew up in the. Mean streets of Tampa Bay. He owns six wins on the Elite NASCAR Cup Series. I like I said, I know who he is. He's one of two, just two, active multi-time champions. I mean, he's been around for like, like 20 years, right? The winning combination of Kyle Busch and Thornton's is one you don't want to miss. No. The NASCAR All-Star Race will be televised live on Fox Sports 1 on May 21st. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. That's this weekend for those keeping track at home. I Na- believe that's uh, NASCAR Sunday. did tag team uh, racing. Kyle Bush should team up with Dick Trickle. Mm. <laughs> Text us on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Would they be heels or faces, though? That's the question. <laughs> I don't like the fact that this... The, the I guess the more it plays now, the more that people are reacting to the uh, all-you-can-eat seats. <laughs> it's already a thing on the eat text. a seat. It's already a thing on the text line again today. We've and created new slang. You realize that, right? Look, this is what you want as an advertiser. We get people talking about it. Now yeah. people are like, I didn't even know there were seats where you can eat all you – I don't know how to phrase it. It's an issue. I, I didn't know there were places where you could have all-you-can-eat food at Lynn Family Stadium. Now you know because of that read and because of the fact that all-you-can-eat seats is a name-grabbing phrase, eye-catching phrase, I love it. ear-grabbing we're, phrase. We, we, we've added the Urban Dictionary. All-you-can-eat seats. <laughs> uh, did you see last night 
We know where Sidney Curry's going to college now for his final year of eligibility. <laughs> Canyon's like, us once. Okay, let's try again. Take two. <laughs> Take two. Sidney Curry headed to Grand Canyon <laughs> to play for Bryce Drew and the Antelopes, following in the large footsteps of the Irish Hulk, Aiden Agahan, who made the same move a couple years ago. I guess taking a big man that under undersold for us first time just wasn't enough for the good people of Grand Canyon. They are taking on Sidney Curry. Uh, I hope he kills it there. Like I, I do too. I, I think that, look, if we, if you I'm see... It, I failed that one already. <laughs> but I mean, Aiden Agahan, we never saw produce anything. True, he, true, He barely true. ever played. We, we've seen Sidney Curry have, you know, 20 and 10 games here mm-hmm. at Louisville. Not last year, unfortunately. But we know when he's fully motivated, when he's in shape, when he's focused, he can be a player that should be a force at the whack level. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. Uh, and there's all sorts of – there have been those those murmurings all uh, summer long or all last year about something going on that has distracted him from basketball that people aren't aware of. Um, who knows? Ho- hopefully, whatever it was, he's gotten over it and he can be fully focused for his final season of collegiate eligibility. But he is going to Grand Canyon. He will suit up for the Antelopes. Uh, and Aiden Gahan, if you're wondering, is no longer at Grand Canyon. He played two seasons there sparingly, uh, Was was a – did, did not put up many numbers. Take your word for that. Yeah. He, <laughs> but last year, I mean, on a team that ended up um, going to the NCAA tournament, he averaged like 15 minutes per game, very modest numbers. But he's finishing his college career. He's going to play at Abilene Christian uh, next season in Texas. So he will not be there. You won't Tim have Kellers, Cur- I think. You won't have Curry. Exactly right. Uh, you won't have Curry and a Gahan battling for playing time, which would oh. be a funny thing to follow. But Sidney Curry headed to Grand Canyon for his final season of college basketball. That now makes it so we've got – Seven of the players, the scholarship players who entered the transfer portal last season, uh, six of them have now found their homes. We've got Curry going to Grand Canyon, L. Ellis going to Arkansas, Jalen Withers going to North Carolina, Kamari Lands going to Arizona State, Rose Wheeler going to VCU, Devin Reed going to Louisiana Tech, and then Fabio Basili. We don't know where Still he's going to go. Uh, and then also Ashton Miles DeVore, a walk-on who entered the transfer portal. We have not heard where he's going to land. That's again, walk-on, though. Yeah. But uh, – Six of the seven have found homes. Uh, pardon me. I don't know. Like, are you a little surprised that that Curry would land at, at Grand Canyon? I, I don't know. Did you expect him to go maybe? And I guess it's no disrespect to Grand Canyon because, I mean, they did win like 10 times more games than we did last year. And they went to the tournament unlike us. But, like, I don't know. Just somewhere maybe a bigger name. Not nothing against Grand Canyon, maybe. Not somebody maybe taking a, a, a maybe, maybe just a lower, more lower, like Big East school or maybe a. a Maybe just somebody else with a more name would have maybe taken a chance on him. I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I, I couldn't figure out where he was going to go. Like, yeah. We heard so little from him after the announcement that he was entering the transfer portal. He was basically, like, there wasn't any tweets about him. There wasn't any, you know, the college basketball writers would do the thing where it's like, even for smaller tier players, like, so-and-so has told me that they've been contacted by and then list the schools. We never got any of that for Sidney Curry. He kind of was, uh, he was working in silence uh, behind the scenes. And... Like, it would not have surprised me if he'd gotten a shot at like a, I don't know, like a cow or or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, not a, not a major, but a, a power conference team, but the lower level version. But this doesn't surprise me either. Like, like this is, I I could have seen that something like this coming too, where he was going to go to a a mid major program, a good mid major program. True. And hopefully, you know, and end his career with a trip to the NCAA tournament. I feel like I just want to take everything I said about uh, uh, what's his name going out there and just replace it with his name with Curry now. On what I predict he'll do out there, like yeah, I think he, you know, he guy put up ten points, maybe twelve points, eight rebounds, show potential. Yeah, it's like, 
I, I and I feel and that's I think when it's just like the smoke clears, that's kind of like what you will see from Curry's numbers. But it'll be like the weird. The it'll be the the twist and turns to get there. Will be like, hey, he'll have a game where like you said, he'll have like twenty six and twenty six points and like six rebounds or eight rebounds, and then he'll go like four straight games where he scores like five points each. But when it, even when I don't it, know what to expect. I mean, that's what I kind I, I kind of can see that him having like that one blow up game every like five, six, seven games, be average, but below average at best, kind of the rest of the way. But when it's all said and done, he's the averages look you know solid, like 10, 12 points a game type thing. I've never been, or he'll be out of the team by I, like halfway through the year. I'm always interested when players leave the program. I think everybody's always interested to see how they do at their next stop. And for the most part, like historically, not, not just in recent years when the transfer portal has become more prevalent, but historically, it's been very rare for a Louisville player to leave and then just go kill it somewhere else. Like it just, it typically doesn't happen. They, if, no. if they don't hack it here, more times than not, they go somewhere else and they just have like an average career. But I've never been more intrigued to follow how former U of L players do than I will be next season because th- there's so much debate about who is really t- who deserves the most blame for last season. You know, is it the staff? Is it the players? And ultimately, like if these guys all go to and some of them are going to to pretty big programs, if they all go out there and just kill it, but Louisville has success next year as well, I think we can say it's a little bit of both. And, and also, who really cares because we're having success, they're having success. But I mean, it, it's going to be a weird thing if you know we have. Let's say one of those seasons where it's not abundantly clear still about Kenny Payne and the staff. Like we go 17 and 16 or something like that. And some people are saying, see, there's the progress. And other people are saying, 17 and 16 is still not good enough in year two. And then we look around and it's like Jalen Withers is a double figure score for North Carolina. L. Ellis is crushing it on an Arkansas team that's back in the second weekend. Kamari Lance is putting up big time numbers at Arizona State and they're in the tournament. Rose Wheeler is putting up solid numbers at VCU. And we're kind of like, you know what? what the hell I think that will be a another check in the box of people who are like this may not be the right thing but if all these guys go somewhere and don't produce at a high level which I honestly think is probably for the most part more likely I think you'll see modest numbers from from this group outside of I think Kamari Lands will at some point have success at Arizona State could be wrong but that's just my guess and that may lend credence to the fact that it was or to the belief that it was more about the players last year than it was the actual coaching staff. But again, it, it all comes down to how we're going to fare on the court. Who do you think might have been the most successful player post his Louisville tenure after leaving here in a transfer manner? Probably. There's just one name. I don't know why it's popped in my name, but I'll see if you say the same one. I mean, I remember um, who transferred to Cincinnati. That's exactly your yeah. thing. You're thinking of who I'm thinking of. I just can't remember his name. Now. Keith Legree. Keith Legree. Yeah, that's the first name that popped in my mind, too. It's either him didn't or... He go, didn't he t- end up transferring like Florida State or something, too? Or is Did he? Like... I just remember him Could being be wrong. I remember him playing against Cincinnati and him being pretty good. Or was it Florida State that he hit the three against? That got him the kind of... Or that, that was LSU, I think. I think he played it. I think he just played. I think he two years here and then two years at Cincinnati. I could, you're right. You might be right. But then besides him, like Lorenzo Wade had a good career at San Diego State after he left here after his freshman season. He was on that the Final Four team in 05. I know, I know, but you know, before, you know, two years, two, three years ago, that, that you didn't have as many people, obviously. So the selection right. is, is yeah, slimmer to few pick. Few and from. far between. But yeah, that's the guy's side. Yeah, keep the, keep the three degree. And Keith Legree, look, looking at I want to say it was LSU hit to like the three to beat him at like half court or something. And looking at his stats, like he wasn't great in either place. But his senior year at Cincinnati, 8.2 points per game, 5.7 assists per game. Uh, did turn it over at a high level both years. But he never averaged more than 8.2 points per game. It was, again, he, like I said, he hit that game winning. I think that's because he hit the game winning shot for us in, in a game is why people kind of, at least for me as a young driver. it was a cool name. 
It was, yeah. It was like he kind of re. Yeah, I think that I think that was as much of the hype as it was like the statistics he actually put up. Was you like he hit that shot and you're like, oh man, oh yeah. And then he, and then also the fact that he went to Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, we played against him early. Yeah, early, those early days. That was, that was what like ninety two, I think ninety one, maybe. I was even maybe ninety, wasn't it? It was like mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. mid nineties. Okay, I think it was ninety four, like, maybe. He left us in ninety two, and then he played there at like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I, that was my prime hate Cincinnati days. Same. I mean, so much so that it's McCronin so annoys me. Yeah, I mean, Lorenzo Wade at San Diego State, all three years he was there was a double-figure score. Okay, I didn't remember that. I, mean, point, I remember Lorenzo Wade, though. Yeah, 10.5 points. How could you forget the missed dunks? 10.5 <laughs> points per game, 14.8 <laughs> points per game, and then 14.1 points per game. I mean, he might be the best out of all the guys we've lost over the years. Not a very high bar to say, but that's, that's no. not really a bad thing, right? It'd be like the guys that, that left us all... None of them like actually got any better than they may have gotten here. No, I mean because that was something a, to kind of brag about. A little that was bit. a big thing with a, a lot of the guys that we brought in. Remember, people would always be like, which I still think is the most overblown fan critique uh, in like the last 10, 15 years about Patino not playing freshman enough or whatever. Because like we played freshmen when they were good enough. Like Shane Bahannon started as a freshman on the the I mean, final. Seba did play ten minutes a game. I Seba mean, that's did. not bad. Seba did. I think people were upset that he didn't play a little bit more. But True. like like Jerry Smith started as a freshman. Dang Adele started as a freshman. Like we played freshmen when they were ready. And a lot of times the guys that we were clamoring for that we were like this you got to play him more. You got to play him more. He's a high four star five star talent. They ended up just not being good. Case in point, Shaquan Aaron. Everyone thought was like the answer oh, to our yeah. offensive woes in twenty fifteen. He transfers to USC and does nothing after that. Like he just was not good. He ended up in Gonzaga too, I think. I think he just played all. all oh, he ended up. Be, I thought he bounced around. I think he stayed at USC for all, all four years after that. And then you had, I think you're thinking of Angel Nunez. Ah, you're right. Okay, thank you. Sorry. My I bad. mean, VJ King was another one. Got to play VJ more. Got to play VJ more. Turns out VJ just wasn't very good. And like yeah, that kind of, I always thought that got a little bit overblown. But uh, yeah, for the most part, when guys weren't good enough to be who we thought they were going to be at Louisville, they didn't just go somewhere else and realize that potential. They just, you know, they weren't that good. Our coaching staff was pretty good at evaluating talent. Actually, sadly, last year's might top the list of Matt Cross. You think he was the best? I mean, he had a pretty good season last year for UMass. He led them in scoring and rebounding, and yeah. they weren't that good. But he, I mean, again, yeah, we're, we're, well, Sam didn't do much. Um, no, Sam did little. I think, I mean, Noah had a decent year, I think. I mean, he had Locke a, was probably the best. He, well, he had a better year than he did with us. He had a better year, and he was playing for a much better team. True. I mean, they, yeah, they did make a better team, but but Locke was already better than Matt Cross, you know, with us. So anyway, <laughs> I kept hearing while they were here, but yeah. <laughs> never really saw much of a difference. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he he put up better numbers. Number numbers. <laughs> Matt Cross wasn't playing by the end of the year. We'll always enjoy the NC State game. <laughs> we'll always have. We'll always have Raleigh. We'll always have Raleigh. <laughs> And the fact that I think he was actually doing something with my neighbor across the street, too. Yeah, that's right. right. That's, that's where I saw him, his car. I, I saw, well, I didn't see his, I don't know what his car was exactly, but it had the little, like, plates on it, and, like, I could swear it was him coming out. Um, Fred Calco has just released a lengthy, lengthy statement. I saw someone, like, thanking him on Twitter, but I didn't know what that was for. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to get to, I mean, is he, uh, this is reading like a retirement or not? suing anybody again, is he? I don't think so. Uh, he's, I believe he's retiring. Oh. Oh, that's wow. sad. Okay. Yeah, Fred. I mean, Fred, a staple. I never imagined when I started in broadcasting on September 1st, 1975, that spring 2024 would end up being such an important moment in my life. Just over one year from today, May 31st, 2024, after almost 38 years at WLKY and 49 years in the business, I'll wrap up this priceless adventure in my life. 
I never knew how long it would last. Fred's making this announcement more than a year in advance. He's doing the Coach K thing, full <laughs> tour. Does that? I mean, does that really surprise you a little bit? If I can see Fred kind of being the local media version of Coach K. Yeah, I mean. One of the first guests we had on the show, we had him on to talk about yeah. the, the the Trinity injury. Um, Fred, I mean, Fred, say what you will, local staple for sure. He's been around as long as I've been around. I mean, I mean, I grew up watching yeah. him do the I Challenge Freds when I was a kid. I he mean, he did I Challenge Fred when I was at Wilder Elementary. Yeah, he did it on a some kid challenged him to like a unicycle race. He came to Wagner and did. It. I just can't remember what it was for. I just remember him being there. He came to Holy Trinity then when I was there, and they challenged him to like do. It was, it was lame. It was like to direct the carpool parking lot. Oh, that's pretty tough if you ever do a carpool. The only thing that I remember from from that experience was also my my buddy who I'm actually going to Cincinnati with this weekend with the guys to to watch uh, the Yankees Reds game. Uh, Eric Wanning, shout out to him. We're walking out of Name school dropper. that day, and he's like, "I challenge Fred. I challenge Fred to kiss my ass." And <laughs> this teacher in the back was like, "Eric Wanning," and like he got detention for it, but it was worth it. It was very fun. I would, I, yeah, it's worth it. You probably got so much laugh and high fives from your friends. I definitely laughed. I, I would have, yeah, I'd have done it. That's definitely worth a day. I did. I did way less than that to get detention. He thought he was in the clear. <laughs> Didn't happen. The librarian was right there. Caught him. Uh, but props to Fred. Congrats on a great career. Uh, we'll be talking to you in a year. I mean, he's, he's 12 months until the actual announcement. He's taking the victory lap. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to do the, no, he's the, the, the whole year with the, like, the cream of Dilger bars. we get the rocking chair at every high school. I want to announce my retirement four years in advance. Like where they're like, at a <laughs> point. four? At a point like where my employers are like, we don't even have, you're not, your contract doesn't even go that long. We, I mean, why are you assuming we're even going to re-sign you? 2029, I will be stepping down from the Big X. I'm leaving the Big X in 2036. It's like the, the ACC grant of rights deal. It's going to be a memorable spring for me. We're jo- we joke because we love Fred. At least Fred didn't use the uh, the kids' like um, notepad screenshot thing to do this. Like, he went more professional. He with went them. with like a, a very PowerPoint-looking background, although the font changes after the first paragraph and goes a little bit smaller. I don't even know where... Threw I, me for a loop. I, I, I'm just, like, skimming, and Aussie was like Walt Disney. I don't really know where this is going. It's very long. I, I haven't read the whole thing. <laughs> is he, did he really compare himself to Disney? Like Walt Disney, I try not to look backwards very often, although I've been guilty of it some lately. Disney was quoted as saying, around here, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious, and curiosity <laughs> keeps leading us down new paths. Or as Ted Lasso, he's, <laughs> he's quoting two people. <laughs> Be curious, not judgmental. I'm already on the lookout for my next adventure. Likely something connected to horse racing, golf, or teaching. So if you need a guy, I know. So he's not even retired. He's just leaving WOKY. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of when Michael Scott. When Michael Scott has like, he's like the opening is the most important pl- part of a speech. So I do like, he's, like, he's got like five. He's like, I mean, Webster's defines. I mean, who, who, who? Who else can quote Walt Disney and Ted Lasso in the same paragraph? It's impressive. Which, by the way, I just realized Ted Lasso is the, the season three, or I guess season three. It concluded last night. It, I keep getting spoilers on the. Well, the Twitter, I, I, which, I just see Ted Lasso trending. I know not to click. Like, on. I'll try to move it very quickly, but like somebody, it'll be like one of those accounts that like covers media and decider will be like, <laughs> "We're all broken up," but I'm like, "No, no, no, no." People are just yeah, just wait. Some people oh, don't want to yeah. watch. Hey, hey. So I'm looking forward. I think this weekend I'll have to binge season three. I say this weekend, I probably could. Just night but yeah i mean even though i don't know now there's there's well there's a game on tonight right oh, i'm sure there is i think there's games on every night now that's true right. I, I still bored last night i ended up re-watching the 1986 afc title game between the uh the drive between denver and cleveland why would you do which that? which baffled me because i'm watching it and you, if you, a lot of people forget like the drive sent the game to overtime right some people i think the 
commonly think the drive was the game-winning touchdown. To I sure. honestly would have thought it was the game-winning it's touchdown. Not, it actually went to overtime. Well, when, well just, I, I forgot about the game when I'm watching it. It kind of annoys me is that what they don't – people kind of forgot also about is that Denver missed the kick in overtime. Oh. And the refs, call, the refs call it good, but it goes wide. And they give them Denver the win. And I'm thinking, like, if this had been the Raiders – like you would not, you would, th- this story would be well known. Yeah. Al Davis would have sued everybody from like the ticket guy to. I mean, hand up. I've got, I've no idea. Yeah, did not. Like know if that. you go back and watch it, like <sighs> Denver gets the ball first in overtime, and they go to kick a thirty-eight yarder, and he misses it. And the Cleveland fans are like, you know, Cleveland's on the the field, like going, you know, it's wide right. And announcers are like, it's good. <laughs> like, cause the rest are sounding good, and you can see the announcers are like, kinda like, con- like, okay, Denver wins. And they just move on. And, like, I guess at the time, you don't have the, you know, the, the amount of replays and everything. But There's a lot of stuff back in the day where you're like, if they'd looked at this, like, I, th- that's not right. But, like, like most like most things that have moved on. Yeah, most controversial things, like, with teams in the NFL history, kind of, like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I, I, I watch so many NFL films and things like that. I, it sticks out to me. But this is one that's just, like, I'd even kind of forgotten about. And, again, I think I'm, I wonder if it's just Cleveland. Because it's Art Modell. Art Modell, you know, didn't give a bleep body by himself and money. So he was probably like, oh, well, move on. Like, Al Davis would have just, like, just ripped it. Like, he's still, I mean, the immaculate reception, he's still claiming that was illegal from his death. I can't find anybody who's saying that they thought that this field goal was missed. Oh, go look it up. Go watch the, the film. I'll watch it. I'm just yeah. saying, a lot of people are saying, even Brown sides are like, he barely made the field goal. No, it, it, goes, it goes like, because it it's going, it's too high, and it goes over kind of the, the, the right uh, bar, but it's on the wrong side of the bar when it goes over. So I don't know if they're trying to claim that it was like the parallel line straight up and yeah, it counted. It straight over it counts. But it you the ball is coming too wide when it does. They clip away from it so fast on the television too. I had, I rewound it like three times to watch it. I'm like that's that's more wide than good. Hmm. Um, I mean angles parallax will do things to you too. <laughs> I mean I was this was at like eight o'clock and I was still pretty. Yeah. I know AW was an excellent show last night. All right, we gotta go to break. When we come back, we'll let you talk about AEW, and we will uh, take some texts, and then we'll also move on to the latest edition on the U of L football front. Jeff Brom, twenty-one editions now in the transfer portal. We'll talk about the latest. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Continues next here on Thursday on fourteen fifty and ninety-six one. The Big X. I hear Gloria Stefan. Miami Sound Machine. So this is Miami. It's not Gloria Stefan. Well, she's the lead singer. Okay, but this is technically a Miami Sound Machine okay. song. Well, every time I hear that's Gloria, like Genesis and Phil Collins. <laughs> every time I hear Gloria Stefan, 
I think of, like, they announced the the halftime performer for, I think, the, I guess the 2018. And, like, I it happened while we were on the air, the old show with, with John. And I was trying, I was like, I was like, okay, halftime performer, I'm like, do you want to guess who it is? And he's like, oh, I don't I, I was like, I was like, he's like, is it like a somebody I would know? I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, it's one of the, if not the biggest names in music, like, right now. And he was like. She was? He was like, Gloria Stefan. And I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought, because she, she did do the halftime show one time. She did, but like, he thought, he, he thought she was coming back. I was like, I, I think it was Lady Gaga was actually the, no, was the, the, the ad. I was like, it's it's Lady Gaga. He's like, Gloria Stefan. I was like, no. i he's like Pat Benatar or something. Not who I would have thought of first, but then now I think of it all the time. Although, like, I didn't realize, that, I don't think, I think I underestimated Gloria Stefan's popularity, like the height of her popularity. Because I was like, I was like, was she ever that big of a deal? And oh, we, yeah. We went back and looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah, she definitely was. In the 80s, I mean, you got, there was that little span. I think it was like a two-year span or something where the, you had her, Billy Ocean, and like, uh, in, um, oh, who's uh, Rhythm of the Night. You know, that, that was the, the, the rhythm of the night. The, that whole, like, uh, Caribbean sound was, like, real popular for, like, a two-year, three-year span. And then it just kind of faded. Like everything else, it kind of faded away. But, yeah, that was that was the then she went solo. Now she ended up having the, res, you know, resurrected it with the whole... Um, she did the like the Broadway play or something, didn't she? The musical. What's she in? Um, I think it's called Gloria. I think, isn't it? No, I'm, I'm not aware of this. It was. I know it was. The, they had it here local because TJ went to it. Okay. The, the Get on Your Feet, I think, is what it's called. Maybe based off her song. Maybe it's I'm a, clearly not familiar. Um, yeah, and also let's not forget Miami Sound Machine was like the second or third concert I ever saw. How could we forget that? How could we? I saw them at uh, Car- uh, Old Cardinal uh, Redbird Stadium. They. Uh, the the Jets opened for him, not the football team, but the the family band. And <laughs> I went to that concert. I was ever. I just remember being up for level. My mom took me. I think I think she only took me because I think she had tickets and she couldn't like anybody else to go, so she just took me. Because <laughs> I was never. <laughs> I didn't like the Jets when I was a kid, but I was a huge Miami Sandwich fan. Done. I'm never done. Are you ready for a PGA Championship first round update? Now I'm not done. From Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York. They got off to a late start today because the ground was frozen. Uh, Imagine having a mid-May golf tournament at a northern New York golf club. You're kind of asking for it. Justin Thomas was talking about it at the the press conference on, like, Tuesday. And he was saying, you know, the course is great, but it it is mid-May in Rochester, New York. Like, you're going to have some freeze issues. Uh, he's like, I think it snowed like three weeks ago. And this guy, like, kind of trying to be a hardo new, the journalist, is like, uh, anybody from Rochester, New York, will, will vehemently defend you against, like, the weather and the effects on the course. And for the record, it officially did not snow three weeks ago. Uh, you can check that. And Justin's like, okay. And, he's, and some other guy's like, it did snow four weeks ago. He's like, four weeks ago. And Justin's like, oh, sorry, four weeks ago. Like, it was like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, y- y- the point is the point. I don't know, but it's basically because, like, global's, like, weather changes so much. I've never, like, Grasp like the people who, like defend their city's defend weather. Their we- yeah, yeah it's, it's like they're offended by the weather. It's like us defending the water. It's like you can't, you know, <laughs> our weather's better. It's like, well, you don't really have much control over that. Like, it didn't, it's not cold outside. It's warm here. Summertime. I've been to San Diego. It's overrated. <laughs> I'm just never. I, I, it's great. The weather is, it, it's, it feels like it's 75, not 70. I mean, there, there's several things I could stand up and like, like argue against, like, the hatred against my, my favorite city that is Louisville, but 
The weather's not one I will defend on that hill. No, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine him doing that anywhere, really, to be honest. I love with having me. all four seasons in two weeks. Like people say, like, it did not rain that much. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good gloomy day. <laughs> we like clouds. <laughs> uh, the update, though, we have a four-way tie atop the leaderboard. This is, you know, the PGA Championship is typically the the one of the four majors where you get the lowest scores. It's the the courses are the most there for the taking. This this course in, in New York is kind of like a U.S. Open course. It's, it's rough, is insanely deep. Uh, it's kind of humbling players a little bit. It's not going to be quite as bad as the U.S. Open, but you're probably going to see the winner at maybe single digit under par, like eight nine. Uh, but Scotty Scheffler, number two player in the world, Corey Connors, Keegan Bradley, and Bryson DeChambeau, the villain from the Live Tour, all tied at three under right now. There's a uh, two way tie for uh, you know, fifth place. Ryan Fox and Victor Hovland are two under par, and then a slew of golfers are at one under. If you're wondering about Louisvillian Justin Thomas. I am. Of course you are. Also uh, wondering if you just make these names up just to mess with me. I do not. Uh, he is two over par, shot of 72 today. Adam Hadwin, former UofL golfer from Canada, is teeing off later today. He's had a good year so far on tour. 4.10 p.m. is his tee off. He's playing with Matt Kuchar and Taylor Gooch, the Ooch uh, trio. Kuchar and Gooch. The Ooch bros. There's a tag team for you. Playing with Adam Hadwin today. We'll keep you updated. Trevor will. On all the happenings at the PGA Championship. And if you're wondering, for uh, for our fantasy purposes, we did take Scotty Scheffler this week. Oh, good. We I... burned Scheffler. We need a we need a top. If you're using Scotty, you need you need a win or get a top three finish. Yeah, of course. We're going with Scotty. Otherwise, this it's week. a waste, right? We got Scotty. I also played. Who else, who else do I have on my like team? Um, see Sagala. Now, see, you are making names up, aren't you? That's a real name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next. Uh, Taylor Moore, who did not play well today. Okay, I'm assuming it's real since you said the second part. That's right. a real. That's a real golfer. Uh, just a real person, but I mean. it is. I've got Matt Kuchar, who's nah, playing, you already said him. Yeah, who's playing? He's my, he's my wild card. I thought it was a pitcher at one time, but okay. Matt Kuchar. Yeah, isn't that the name of a pitcher or something? I don't think so. It's Name's a golfer. Some, well, I know that now. Um, well, plus, I've got long, but... oh Cam Young, Joaquin Neiman, and then I've, I've named the other three. Siwoo Kim also on my team. Siwoo Kim. I swear this has got to be how you feel when I talk about wrestling. <laughs> Siwoo Kim. Teen off at 343 today. How was AEW last night? Yeah, my turn now. Just say, just say stuff that you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, it, was, it was a solid show. Uh, Orange had a good match. Who did he beat? Who did he wrestle last night? He's been the All-Atlantic champion for like eight months now. Yeah, he's putting it up in the pay-per-view in the Battle Royal. I don't like that. He's like, he's like, I'll take on anybody. Like, I don't like it. that at all. I don't like that one bit. Oh, he was in a tag team. That's why he was in a tag team match with uh, Darby Allen. That's what it was. Okay. Against uh, Big Bill and uh, Leroy uh, Marotti. Uh, um, main event was solid. You had. Uh, That's it. We're done. Jay White. Time's over. Time's over. Jay versus Ricky Starks. Uh, the main storyline at the end of the show was the, the return of Hangman Page to complete the regrouping of the elite. Is they're looking to take on the BCC at the pay per view? A lot of selling of the uh, the new uh, the pay per view coming up in a few weeks on May twenty eighth. Plus the announcement, AEW's got a new show coming. Okay, they've uh, people say wrestling's not as popular as it used to be. Well, TNT disagrees. They've added now coming uh, in June. There'll be a show on Saturday night now called AEW Collision on Saturday from eight to ten. Collision, let's get it. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, they haven't yet. They they say they have. They're announcing the first show. Uh, the the site, but it's pretty obvious it's going to be Chicago and it's going to be the return of CM Punk. Let's go. Let's do it. And 
I thought CM Punk was the WWE guy. No, he was. He's been with AEW, but has been suspended for the last over a year now, resulting from the fight that happened after his pay per view. Oh, and yeah, he was shocking. Yeah, it was. It was a, It was an ugly incident, but he's still technically under AEW contract for at least another year or so, and he's going to come back and I think he's going to flagship this Saturday show, which is probably a good idea because he does do good ratings regardless. Okay, good. And that's that'll be uh yeah, and then they're going to do a, a Canadian tour and. We have yet another addition to the Louisville football program. Would you like to hear about this? Only if I can. Can I play it? I think it's time. Let's do it. I got. I <clears throat> it's the transfer portal. The transfer portal. Who we got? All your players, they're coming to play for Jeff Brown. The 22nd transfer already of the offseason for the University of Louisville football program is arriving from the fine program of the University of Houston. Travante Sylvester, a offensive tackle, love it, who spent the first two years of his college career with the Cougars, announced Thursday he is committed to the Cards. He had originally committed to Cal. We were just crapping all over Cal. <laughs> we are. Did we? This is the, why is this our third? Just all over Cal. Did we just reference them with Cindy Curry too earlier? <laughs> he had committed to Cal back on May 7th, uh, backed off that verbal pledge a week later, and now becomes the second offensive lineman from Houston to transfer to Louisville this offseason. Uh, Lance Robinson, another tackle, who was a starter for the, the Cougars last season, announced back in April he was coming to play for, for UofL. Um, Sylvester redshirted his true freshman season, which was 2021, and then played as a backup last season, but appeared in all 12 games, played uh, 42 offensive snaps, all of which came at left tackle, and did not allow a sack or a quarterback hit in 17 pass block snaps. Six foot five, 285 pounds. Obviously, adding you're looking for depth. I don't know if he'll be coming yeah. and be immediately a starter. Probably not, but a guy that you can use in the, sort of the same way that Houston used him a year ago, and then potentially could be a starter for his last two seasons of eligibility. Jeff Brom, getting it done, crushing it. 22 players in the transfer portal now. This is who he is. This is what he does. Yeah, I mean, like we've said, I mean, the more the merrier when it comes to offensive linemen with injuries, rotation. For sure. Um, and I couldn't tell you anything about this kid other than, you know, what you just maybe read. And played I, at Houston. I forgot half of that. But when you say he played at Houston, that tells me one thing. He is somebody that knows how to pass protect. Yep, they throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's Dana Holgrimson's team. I mean, even Houston in general has always been a passing team, whether like, who's still the coach there or not now. But, yeah, that, that's what I hear is, is you're getting a guy that, that that was recruited originally to be a pass protector and has been working in that system. So, fit perfectly here. I'm, lo- I'm loving it. I'm McDonald's can sue me for slogan stealing all they want because I'm loving it. Now, we also had today Kentucky – I'll be perfectly honest. I had not heard of this kid before, and that's probably more about me than it is about him. The Cutter Bowley kid. I saw, like, like the first thing that I saw was, like, Matt Jones has these, like, he's like, the new Cutter Bowley shoes are on the table, and they were all, like, different college programs. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, is this a new brand of shoes? I, I, I had no idea what was going on, and I was like, these shoes look like they kind of suck. I was like, these, these aren't cool shoes. Who's going to wear these? But um, it turns out he's a four-star quarterback from, from Lexington Catholic, he had been a member of the 2025 class, so he was a basically a sophomore last year playing high school football. He reclassified today to 2024, 
and he's going to he picked UK, had big time offers, chose the Cats over Florida State, Michigan, Penn State, and Tennessee. 6'5, 203. Um, number six quarterback in the 2025 class, according to the 24 7 sports composite rankings. But this has UK fans awfully chesty because. That's cute. They, they think they're in the competition. Well, I mean, you know, you've got. For, there hasn't been any competition in recruiting in this state for the last five years, basically. Petrino didn't care about it. Uh, Scott Satterfield definitely didn't care about it. And then Jeff Brom comes in here, starts cleaning up with, with local kids, and then lands the number one prospect from the state for 2024, the wide receiver uh, from uh, from North Harden. And all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh, big dog's not barking quite as loud anymore. But now they get this kid who's been a lifelong U.K. fan. I said Lexington Catholic. He plays at Lexington Christian. There's pictures of him as a kid. Like you get the right up. religion there, dude. Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's still, it's still. Is there a Lexington Mormon? <laughs> Catholic Catholicism is Christian. Uh, you've got the, you know, he's got pictures of him like as a kid going to UK games, like painted up. He's been like his dream is to play at UK and all this stuff. And all these UK fans are like took him from Jeff Brom. It's like God forbid Jeff Brom get a lifelong UK fan from Lexington to come play quarterback for him. Although we did get Kyle Boland back in the day, but this, this was a. I'm sorry. Props to Kentucky, but this is not a swing and a miss by Jeff Brom. You took him from Brom. You mean right after we just got the kid that's rated higher and it will be available sooner than him? I mean, number six is cute. When we're talking about quarterback ratings, Brady Allen was number four. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't know. I don't know if, if the math of Nichols Road is that bad, but four is higher than six. That's the way it goes. <laughs> Plus, he's going to be available next year. Well, I doubt he'll maybe play, but he will be. Well, this kid's like you say, class of twenty five, right? He's like two but years he re, away. But he reclassed the twenty fourth today. Oh, okay, so he's okay. So, so he'll, he'll be, be ne- next year, yeah, not so this season, but the year after. Exactly. So he'll be a, I guess, now go from being a sophomore in high school last year to a senior in high school this upcoming season. I mean, that's about the same time frame that they were excited about getting Mac Jones too, though. I mean, the last time they got a quarterback this highly touted from in state, he was getting knocked out by EKU players at dorm room lobbies. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Drew Barker. <laughs> I guess Patrick Tolles was pretty highly rated too. I, I, he was great. Honestly, I couldn't remember which one you were talking about. Was that was Tolles or Barker? I forget. Oh, it was Drew Barker was known for getting now Barker's in, the one that got yeah he got bit, fights that he couldn't win. And he Tolles was known for throwing seventeen interceptions every time he played Louisville. <laughs> Barker's the one that walked around with a BB gun. Yeah, Tolles is the among one other dre- things. Tolles, Tolles is dressed the one dressed up like Harry Potter on a magazine cover. If you want to keep track, <laughs> Barker sucked at everything off the field and never played on the field. Tolles sucked at everything on the field. That was that was it. <laughs> And Bark, I still remember when they got Bark. I was on remote. That's when they took him to South Carolina. I don't even remember. Yeah, he was. He was. He was like between. He was supposed to go to Spurrier, I think, in South Carolina, and then that was Kentucky fans like we took Spurrier's guy. No, he wasn't good. <laughs> Spurrier was like, "Thank you." Hope Rash is listening, just fuming. I did see it. I, I, I no. saw somebody sent me a message board post this morning from uh, inside the well, inside the bill doesn't exist. Uh, Cardinal Authority, the Jody site, and they were talking about so like, the bill doesn't exist anymore. No, it hadn't existed for like 10 years. So <laughs> much I pay attention to the message board. But they were talking about like morning sports radio. And, and you know, somebody and somebody was like, I'm a Louisville fan, but Kentucky roll call actually. Like they talk about Louisville, like, you know, because Roush and, and Walker, like they follow recruiting. Like that's honestly where I get my Louisville sports news in the morning from. I think they're, <laughs> like, they're entertaining. He's like, they definitely are, will take shots, but it's kind of fun. I was like, props to KRC. They're getting a Louisville fan base. Do we have a Kentucky fan base? Oh, yeah. They, they let us on the text line. That's true. Yeah, most of them you blocked though. Well, it's just one guy. <laughs> just one guy. I wouldn't read some of his block text by the way last night. I was just bored. It's the same thing over and over. <laughs> like, at what point do you think like using the amount of obscenities he did that would think he would get read on the air? Well, it's the same guy because he uses <laughs> the same language from like two, like three different numbers every single time. Like, you're, you, 
very, very obvious. My favorite was there was one that was, I think, there was a hater teach. There's a block number, and it was from like 2011. And it was like somebody, like, I guess, talking trash to Rashawn and kept saying the same thing over and over. And like uh, one of our own interns, Austin, I think we're like for State Farm now or something. He like replied, he was like, thanks for listening. <laughs> And I was like, Austin, the intern. I was like, what? Oh, I see it. He does not say that. He says, wow, sir, just terrible. Oh, or something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is awful. It's from like 10 years ago. Yeah, this is very racist and disgusting. Oh, yeah. That guy, yeah. I can see why he was why his number was blocked. Austin, when I went to go get my insurance information, that's why I realized Austin was, who I'd brought in as an intern and worked with for a few years. Uh, he's now my insurance guy. Stay far. I'm just glad you have insurance. I didn't even know that. I was like, wow, really? He's like, Trevor, it's me, Austin. I'm like. Oh, hey, <laughs> we're going to to read some texts um, coming up next hour. I also want to do the, the story we didn't get a chance to get to yesterday about the ACC coaches wanting the tournament expanded. We can make fun of Brad Brownell, but I got to say real quickly. So I'm going to the I mentioned this in passing earlier. You can't I'm, you can't bring this up this soon to the top of the hour, can you? What? You no, 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 not, not that. Okay, I, okay. I'm going to the Yankees Reds game on Saturday. Oh, I've yeah, discussed yeah. this before with a, a group of guys that I, I played with growing up. It's a bunch of guys who played with uh, Dylan, the Yankees hitting coach in high school and then in college and. So we're doing this whole thing. Uh, get to sit in the Yankees family section, which is going to be interesting. I think I've decided on like a a neutral white shirt and then like a U of L hat to get like the red in there. I think that's what I'm gonna go red with. Red U of L hat or a yeah. white U of L hat with the red logo. Probably like a white U of L hat with the red in there. I don't know if I have like an all red U of L hat. But why don't I, you just wear a red U of L shirt? I don't know. I mean, uh, you're so just towing the company line over here. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm doing. I don't want to, I mean, because nobody else is like doing like all the Reds fans in this group. They're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm wearing a Yankees hat for this one. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not wearing the Yankee stuff. Ask your buddy, by the way, how to get, how to get shut out for 10 innings by the Blue Jays. I night. saw them hit a walk off. In the, in the, so mm-hmm. you say that the lead in, so Dylan's been under a little bit of heat. He also made a comment like five, uh, five days ago that has sent the Yankees fan base into like just total flames <laughs> where he said, I don't give a bleep. Uh, where we uh, are, where we are in the, the offensive rankings, I just want to win games, and of course, like because oh, you know, they're not they're not hitting the ball that well, and so all this. So I get on Twitter this morning, and the first thing I see is Lawson is trending at like number eighteen. I was like, oh my! I was like, don't tell me he got fired right before this series. Like we're all of our, his like family members and friends <laughs> are coming on because uh, he's got a big group of, of guys that are going like parents are going up. I think still- for Sunday's game, I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, no, no. And thankfully, it was just Carl Lawson from the Jets trending. Would you still have gone if he'd been fired? Well, no. There would have been like the whole thing. I mean, you is, have like, the tickets, though, right? His, but his family's like put this whole thing on. Like his family's running out like a place that we're all going afterwards. His family, like we're meeting up with his family before the game, which I'm actually excited about. I haven't seen his parents in like three or four years. I mean, but like, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't. The event would be canceled if Dylan wasn't going to be there. I just want, so bad I'd want to hear you be calling like his mom or somebody. Miss Lawson, I'm so sorry. Can I still get? <laughs> I'm so sorry about your son. It, this is stupid. So then I Saturday's game, yay, nay, are we going? Then I would wear the Reds jersey. We just turned it into like a full-on Reds fest. It would be great. You know, you just wear like shirts that say, we want Dylan. Go Reds. Go Reds. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour, we'll talk about this college basketball story. We'll take some texts at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike for Joe on a Thursday here on 
Change the lyrics. Well, yeah, it's not. Yeah. I like how it's now the Brady Allen song. <laughs> he needs to come running out of the Back tunnel. In the summer of Brady Allen. Uh, welcome back in hour number two here of the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Um, I do have my. We weren't going to get into it there at the end. I am going to the the premiere tonight of the new Jack Harlow White Man Can't Jump movie. At Baxter Theater. I'm both jealous and feel bad for you at the same time. I'm excited. I will say, like, the initial trailer that came out, we both were like, ooh, this, I don't know about this. Some of the clips that have come out since, I've been like, okay, like th- the, this the, is better. Here's the thing, though. I've, I've watched, like, the long trailer, like, the two-and-a-half-minute trailer, I guess it is. That one I didn't like. And I remember, like, think I can, I can see where they're, they're supposed to be, like, funny, but I don't get Like, he makes, like, an Instagram joke or something. I'm like, is that supposed to be, like? knock on them is this for the millennials i kind of like i can tell where it's supposed like i can see where like kids are like in their early 20s would probably laugh at what he said but i'm people in in their 30s and 40s and 50s are on instagram (laughs) (laughs) i think you're the only person i know who's not on instagram i know i drew the line at twitter i said this is it i'm two and i'm done like i did twitter and i i I said nope no more i'm not getting i nope it's amazing that you don't you, get topical humor then. You, you, you got to draw a line somewhere, right? Brian Brown knows this. You're still looking for jokes about like, did you poke him online? I, I know what a poke is. Candy Crush. <laughs> He's not going to be in your top five on MySpace. <laughs> Plus, like, it's, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It, will I watch it? Probably not. So I'll, well, take your I'll let you know if you need to or not. Maybe unless you make me watch it after losing a bet. Like it's just like return. Like it's a shallow how revenge. Are you upset that you're not my plus one tonight? I'm a little hurt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is there a red carpet? I don't know. Probably. Why wouldn't you bring me? Because I want to keep getting invited to these things. I mean, what? 
Who would you take that would who 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 on earth could you have picked over me? Well, I'm taking my wife. Lame. She was the logical Fuck option. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta do pop out a few kids for you to take me to a movie premiere. It, that's the start. <laughs> Good, I was hoping it would draw the start there. Let's stop it there too. I don't know if I go any farther. <laughs> I would stop getting the how the hell did this guy get this girl comments with if I took you to take pictures with. I don't know. Maybe. I mean. That'd be nice. <laughs> Which I love how everyone always assumes that like, that's some sort of knock on me. Like, oh, you. I mean, I've, I've heard every version of the outkick your coverage joke. I'm like, it's not an insult to me. Like, I, I won here. Like, th- th- it's yeah, insult why? to her. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the winner. <laughs> she's the loser. This, the, apologize to her. Don't apologize to me. I don't know what you think wow, you're doing. Your wedding vows are one thing of romance. <laughs> I do love the whole, like, also like the, like, oh, that guy. I guess he was just like must come from money or something. It's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm a team-specific college sports blogger with a radio show on a third-tier station in a non-top-50 market. She's a doctor. She definitely lost. <laughs> I swear, it's just like I'm watching... Like, pump the brake. I'm, I'm, I'm watching, like, the Leonard Penny Big Bang skit over here. It's like, <laughs> like, they were, like, like a, a convention one time, like... He he must make a ton of money. He's like, no, she makes more. <laughs> and then they all start asking him for his picture and autograph, ignore her. <laughs> That's why I need to take you. It'd be kind of I'd have like a little bit of finally like a different taste. I just oh. yeah, I just want to wait to get. I want to get like he's wearing Wagner crazy. sweatpants. <laughs> makes my button up shirt look a little bit better. I'm like a suck at Atherton. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited about it. It should be fun. We're going straight from there. I mean, the closest I've been to is like to see. Like I said, I got like the free passes to the premieres of like White Chicks and uh, I Spy. With the uh, had uh, Luke Wilson, and Eddie Murphy in it. Remember that movie? I wouldn't even remember no. if I hadn't seen it either. Um, those like the only two times I've been to, like, well, that and the Jetsons movie. I had free uh, passes to opening. Yeah, like the the opening, <laughs> like the like, but not like the opening, like some grand thing, like you're doing. Like it was just like, yeah, we did like the first showing. Yeah, yeah. Which it, did... before midnight showing, you used to have to get like the passes, right? And it would you get them like it come out like two or three days before it was released. The only time I ever did that, it was funny. I had to do, it was my senior year of high school, and I had to do a, like, it was coming up on a deadline for the school paper. We had to, like, it was my time to, like, review a film. Nice. And I remember we, like, back in the day, this, like, 03, we look at the paper for, like, the movie showing. Oh, I remember, yeah. And, like, we had a friend who, like, worked, and he was like, I'll get you passes for, like, there's this new comedy coming out, um, old school. And we were going to see About Schmidt Correct. instead. Before, oh. So, like, at the last second, we're like, all right, we'll see this. You know, we like Will Ferrell. He's funny. Boy. And, like, we were, like, dying laughing. And little did we know this movie was going to go on to be, like, a big thing for and our about generation. Not that good. I, it's okay. Oh, I loved old school. I still No, think. I said About Schmidt. Oh, I never saw it. I've seen but it. But that's, that's it's what we were Jack Nicholson and Kathy Lee Bates, yeah. We definitely made the right call. Uh, but that was the only time I went to, like, one of those, like, first showing premiere things. But That was cool, yeah. I, remember, I just remember the ticket was, like, you had these big ticket guys. Yeah, it was kind of okay. cool. The, the the I spot one was like I think the opening of like Tinseltown when I went to see it like oh, really? Tinseltown first opened as well, but uh, and I, yeah I think I got them through radio. I, well, one I got in the mall, but like the the Jets Jetson one I saw. I remember I won through the radio contest. That's just that's still not as yeah cool as what you're doing. You're going to be on the the carpet. You're going to be walking there with the uh, Harlow. Kind of I mean I was your second choice, right? Yeah, you'd have been second. That's nice. If we couldn't find a sitter, which we had to. Struggle at the last second to find a sitter. Would you have picked me second to go with you? But where in pecking order I've been is a babysitter option. I mean, <laughs> if we're talking honestly, you would be higher on the like going with me to the movie list than the babysitter <laughs> list for sure. And it's not close. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you rather? If we're gonna stay honest, I'd rather. Get... No, I just like no. I like. 
No, because the kids are at the fun age, like to babysit now. Because a, you can kind of spoil them. And you don't have to worry about the repercussions because you're gone in like three hours. And b, like they're at that great age where like you can you can still just get baked. They don't know it, and you can enjoy the things they're enjoying because you're at that mindset. You've fallen farther down the list now. My kids are three <laughs> and one. You absolutely cannot get baked when you're watching them. Oh come on, no. New new generation parents. <laughs> I'm only five years younger than you. <laughs> There's a better chance that I take you to a wedding with me than I let you babysit my kids. We're going to a wedding? Maybe. I have, I have a wedding coming up in June. You want me to take you and pick you as my in I'd love to go. I'd love to go to my, a wedding. My buddy, congratulations to my buddy Everly. He's getting married in uh, in June. The weddings where I know like very few people, I feel like I always end up having a good time at. Would well, you you would know something. You would know Ryan would probably be there. Ryan who? Uh, Miles. Oh, Ryan Miles. Love Ryan Miles. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Because it's, it's, it's everybody in my fantasy league's been invited. So you know, Finn Meister. Yeah, he'd probably. He'll, he'll I know he's be big, there. I know he got an invitation. I don't know if he'll be there, but we could talk Reds. He's a huge Reds guy. I'm gonna take. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna mark you as my and one when I get home. There we go. I'm going. You want chicken or fish? I'm in. Always chicken. Always <laughs> I don't even chicken. know if it's an option. That's just... <laughs> I think he had a good, good, good food at their wedding. Was was TJ? Like I didn't take an and one to TJ's wedding. But when I got, he had like, a, it, had, it was like a, a cordon bleu and a filet mignon. Like, I kind of wish after in hindsight, I'd put an and one just to I could have got a second meal. You could have gotten seconds if you wanted to. Like, it was good. Even though I did feel a little like hurt that he had me at the table, like right next to the exit door. Like, it was well, like, in a, I was clearly at the. Did you want to be at the like wedding party table? You well, expecting? no, but the, like, I was obviously at the, like the, the misfit lost island of misfit guest table. Like, I was at the, I was like, so how do you know the bride girl? Like, we we're, we have the same dentist. There's always like, a miscellaneous yeah, table. That's where like, like, I was. There's, I mean, there's there's strategy to it. Like, you've got to put people who know each other together, who you think, like at um at Greer's wedding, like it was kind of like it was a hodgepodge of because his wife's from Louisville, but I don't know like many of her friends, obviously. And then it was like a hodgepodge of his like work friends from town, his like normal friends from town, and then his friends from like back home in in Rhode Island, and so like. I knew a couple of the people, like, I think we sat with Kent Spencer and his wife and a couple of the other, like, media people, and then he put, like, friends from back home at our table who he thought that I would get, we would get along with, and, and he was right. Like, these, the guys were great. It's it's strategy, man. It's a lot. Okay, TJ's telling me right now it's plus one, not and one. Okay. Is that really, is that really a big difference? It is plus one. Yeah, but is it big and it's one? I mean, same thing. Thank you. He's, like, overcoming a dingus for that one. You're a dingus. And I was like, he just told me I was at the big X listener's table. Like, I'm not, not listening. <laughs> how is that any, I did you a favor. Uh, it's like, how is that, a, I'm not even a listener. Like, like, how do you do me a favor? I love that just invited listeners to his wedding. That's impressive. His and one's a basketball team. <laughs> One of the cool things from our, when we got married, and this is now, I mean, going on, this will be nine years, coming up this August. Um, people who read the website, like, found our wedding registry and just bought us presents. Which was very cool. Like that was all. Okay. Yeah. Like we start just getting stuff, and you know it was a cool gesture. You know you, you love the site for so long, but then the odd thing was, we I, their names weren't on the gifts, like their real names. So we're writing thank you notes, and like you know my, you know, it, it's like you know dear you know Jennifer and, and Andrew, like we thank you so much for. And then I, I'm writing, and it's like dear cards fan sixty one, like can't thank you enough for. I was like I was like I don't know how to do this. This this feels wrong. I, I wish I'd gotten your real name. But that was a very cool thing that happened when we got married. TJ's actually still mad at me because I didn't wear a suit to his wedding. You should have worn a suit. I'd have a suit. Well, okay, that that changes the equation a little bit. <laughs> so, so he still gives me crap about how I wore like a red polo shirt. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. And I'm wondering why I'm not in any of the pictures. <laughs> and I'm at the table. By the, I'm like the wedding set. You know, Trevor and all the rejects at table nine over there. The guests just start handing you like their plates to put away. They just assume that you're working there. When will the music start? Can so? I get a refill? When will you be bringing out the dessert? I'd like to know. All right, 502-414-1450, the Thornton Sex Line. We'll take some text here. Uh, text says, Keontae Curry, are you familiar with the old Keontae Vernon video when we played Grand Canyon that became a sensation amongst the Louisville fan base. No, I just remember, all I remember when playing Grand Canyon was they used the Twitter across the right. bottom and people, people just gave, people took advantage of that early, not early uh, technology of doing that. Oh, I did too. I spent the entire <laughs> game just like focused on like t- trying to get them to, to <laughs> put penis on the bottom line. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing I remember about that. But they are like, late in the game, like we're up by like nine and this guy is talking about like the, the color analyst is ta- kind of talking about like, you know, they, they fought hard. It was a good game. And, like, I don't know what Keontae Vernon, the Grand Canyon player, has, like, a very average dunk in the middle of it. And the play-by-play guy just interrupts him. And he's like, Keontae Vernon! And, like, it's the greatest call of all time. And so I, I forgot about it. I used that clip, and I would just play it out of nowhere all the time whenever, like, for the next, like, five months. I would just – we played on the radio show. I kept tweeting it. I kept putting it on the website. It was, like, my favorite thing of all time. Texas says, Trevor. Can I get your thoughts on the Wiener Mobile changing its name? I've not seen this. You mean the Oscar Meyer Mobile? It will now be called the Frank Mobile. I don't like that one bit. I don't know. The Oscar Meyer? No. This is a Cardinal Stadium, LNN Stadium deal. It's it's the Wiener Mobile. I mean, how can you call Frank when the song tells you my Wiener has the first name and it's O S K C A R? It's Oscar Meyer Wiener. Yeah, I mean that's I've never got to see the Wiener Frank Mobile. Mobile. It just sounds like a terrible. Like it sounds like what a like a high school kid named Frank yes. called his first car. That's exactly I'll, what I thought I'll of. Pick it. you up in the Frank Mobile. Yeah, it's, it's a Pinto. It's like, it's, I mean, didn't that, that's what Garth did, wasn't it? Was like, wasn't it the Garth Mobile? Pretty, yeah, exactly. It's like a broken down like like a one Toyota Camry. Yeah. Oh, it's always it's always a Camry or Toyota some kind, isn't it? Usually. I mean, it's, yeah, that's. that's one of my favorite. Speaking of being out of places at like fancy, what events, a lame name. We got an invite in like 2015, 2016. It was one of the John Ramsey was like working media at the uh, Unbridled Eve party. Like the, it was very faint. Like Neo performed that year. Like a bunch of guests were there, and so we got like a last second invite because he was on media. He's like, he's like, I can get you in. Like I'll put you on the list. And so we show. We had gone to the track that day for Oaks, and so we had we had people over to our house beforehand. So all these cars, our cars are like locked in in the driveway. We can't get out. So we have to, and we're in a rush. So we take Mary's youngest sister's car, who at the time was in uh, pharmacy school. And it's this, like, <laughs> like 05 green Chevy uh, Toyota Camry with, like, dirt all over it. And we, you, all you can do is valet. You can't park for yourself. So we get at the end of the night, we have a great time. We get the car back from the valet. We see our ticket. And it says, like, <laughs> it says uh, green Camry. And then in parentheses, it says dirty. <laughs> and we were like, well, we made quite the impression on this part. I've never done valet. <laughs> You've never valeted a car? I've had, uh, well, no, I take it back. I did do valet for a rental when I was in Chicago. Uh, when I went to do the, um, I was going to say like hotel, restaurant. I just realized that did, 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 when I went to do Sports Jeopardy, uh, I stayed at the Westin, like in, on Michigan Avenue. Uh huh. And parking, I did do it there. You know, it cost like, like 40 bucks. It was outrageous. It's a lot, yeah. But then again, like the only place to park was like two miles down the road. It's worth it. But I was downtown, still just paranoid because I, I mean, I didn't leave anything. I've just always been paranoid about people with my, it was a rental, which is one reason why I did it, I guess. And everything that, you know, of mine that was in my bag anyway, so I just took it up with me. But, yeah, in my normal car, I've never done uh, a valet. If you were to be able to drive 
a uh, like a, a goofy kind of car in terms of like the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, right? Yeah. Like if I gave you the option, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, okay, the shagging wagon car from Dumb and Dumber, okay, the, the, the dog, he's in a 1987 sheep dog, or the big roller skate from Champs. Oh yeah! Like I love the I love seeing it click in your head. Yeah, you forgotten I've forgotten about, about it. The for big sure. shoe out there. Yeah. yeah. Which one would you pick? Wintermobile. Wintermobile, just because yeah. it's iconic. It's got to be a logistical nightmare, though. Parking <laughs> that thing has got to just be because you you gotta you, you keep you gotta account for the wiener. You keep forgetting that that wiener's on top of there. I mean, you not a Frank. You imagine you you pull up in a like a spot up front. You're gonna be parking all the way into the Batman. How long is it? I mean. I'm, Excuse me, how long is the wiener? <laughs> the shoe one's got to be cool, though. Yeah. Like, that's just because that's, that's a I'd local like to drive thing. One yeah. Though, yeah. I wonder if that's still out there. I don't think it is. I'm never, I don't drive. I know Champs is still there. Champ, roller skating parties are still kicking for grade school kids. I can confirm that. Oh, I believe it. My friend's kids are always, I feel like I'm always seeing pictures from uh, from Champs parties. Like somebody had to have bought that car, that shoe. I assume so. Skate. Skate, Yeah. <laughs> Texas says uh, you can't mention Lorenzo Way without mentioning those phenomenal dunk attempts that never went down. So exciting! I mean, it's it's the the one thing that everybody still remembers about Lorenzo Way is he would have he's the best missed dunker in the history of Louisville basketball. He would he tried God love him would, he tried to dunk everything and when he missed the ball went I mean the ball went past half court like seven times on his missed dunks in that one year he was incredible. I just don't remember missing that man. I don't oh God! It was. It's all anybody remembers about Lorenzo Wade. I, I, I just, I, that's probably because until you mentioned his name and brought his name up, I'd forgotten Lorenzo Wade in general. We follow each other on Instagram. He's a great Instagram follow. He's always with very attractive women. It's impressive. I'm, He's living the life out there, and I think uh, uh, still in Las Vegas. Because I need to get on Instagram. Texas says Ted Lasso did not end last night. There's an 11th episode already up in the next queue on Apple TV. So I have to wait till next week. Yes. I thought I guess I time. I mean, you can't get ten down. And, well, yeah, I take it back. You can. You absolutely. Well, I technically did watch the first three, but I will rewatch them anyway. Okay. But no, they're not even an hour. Aren't they only thirty minutes? Or are they an hour? They're an hour. Yeah, that's a two day thing. I feel like 49, 49. Yeah, it's it's. I'm telling you, even now, I won't. Now in a week, eh, maybe, but no, probably not. It's a two day thing. Texture says Kenny Payne spotted elk run today. Ooh. He must have gotten that Big X Sports uh, golf pass. That's one of the six <laughs> courses that you can pay for twenty five dollars if you go to BigXSportsRadio.com and purchase the golf card. Six courses, 25 bucks a round. Elk Run is on the list. Kenny Payne, clearly a big X golf card supporter. He's on the path of making good decisions, apparently. Texture says, have you seen Louisville's portal class is currently ranked number two on on three? Oh, it is. Uh, I see Colorado is number one. We're number two. On three, good at football transfer rankings and nothing else. Man, how's Colorado number one? Is that like leaving? Didn't they lose like 22 people? They lost 57. Yeah. They brought in 45. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, would, I can always assume that for those 45, the only reason their class is rated high is because of Sanders and Hunter. Well, yeah, I mean, here, here's I the mean, thing. Those two are your top two guys, I mean. Is they brought in 45 players. Five of those are four stars. We brought in... 22 players, and four of those are, are four-star transfer recruits. They've got one five-star, but they have twice as many players overall coming in and just one more four-star and just one more five-star. So, Well, a lot of the guys, I think, were just, aren't they the Jackson State transfers? I mean, some of them, yeah. Yeah. They did lose some. I mean, well, they took lost. our damn punter. We took, we took their one. We took their second-best receiver. We did. And then, yeah, and then I think his other their son. Their best think, receiver transferred. 
And then the other, I think uh, one went pro, Isaiah Bolden, their defensive back, that played with Hunter across from him. Texas says Miami is definitely TK's music theme today for the Heat's win last night. Uh, it was the first hour. Oh. Then it just kind of, yeah. It was good. Though you didn't notice yeah, the outro song for number one, the first outro song was Miami Heat theme song, Miami Vice theme song. Texas says Peter Gabriel was the original lead singer of Genesis and Fran Drescher was the original lead singer of Miami Sound Machine. One of those isn't true, or as the, that woman in the Diamond commercial would say, one of those simply can not be true. It's n- not of status. Do you know which one's not true? I mean, I assume Fran Drescher was not the original lead singer. Of like, you really, you really have to assume that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my assumption. Well, you said it like it was like a, <laughs> it's not an obvious joke. You ever seen Beautician and the Beast? I've I've not. <laughs> Don't put that on the list, please. No, no, no. It's not. It's. You, you you were asking you know the you know remember I told you how I went to the state fair my last time on the condition that I was yes that's how I watched Beautician and the Beast I was on two gels <laughs> did not make the movie any better I feel like that's the only way to watch Beautician. that's the only way to really watch it was my mom had the video cassette and I was like there's nothing else to watch Texas says don't pull in a lane Mike here's the difference this keeps coming up yeah there's, there's a big difference it's not a Yankees home game yeah. This is a, a Reds home game where I'm sitting in the Yankee section. And for the record, like I, my the Sennard family, who again their their uncles slash their mom's brother is the equipment manager. So they've been going to games. They've been sitting in like the family sections all the time. Sometimes they get tickets in the visiting family section because they all those those tickets don't get sold. And they were like, there were lots of times where you know we're playing whoever, and you have a handful of people wearing Reds gear in that family section. So I, I feel like I'm not going to be the only one if I if I did choose to wear some red. And you're in the family section, not the owner's box. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that like, was that was uh, yeah, yeah. That was a Yankee home game in the owner's box. Look, Dylan knows that I'm 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 cheering for the Reds. I mean, I hope they score a lot of runs. I hope they hit the ball well. I hope the Reds just score more. I'm sorry, it doesn't change anything. <laughs> damn hat. I'm not taking off the hat. <laughs> Texas, we need Jeff to lock down a commitment from Kennedy Cambridge. She's a talented player. We could stick it to UK. And her sister, Jelani, is the number one recruit in the 24 class per ESPN. I saw uh, Kennedy Cambridge, who did play, she's a women's basketball player who played at Kentucky. Uh, she posted herself on Instagram wearing Louisville stuff, which would be a nice little thing. I did not know that her younger sister is the number one player in the 24 class. So that would, make, did I. that would make landing her even more of a big deal. I'll say get her. Go get her, Jeff. Texas says those shoes are Air Force Ones. All the kids wear them. UK has the number one kid in the 24 class. He's ranked higher than Allen was. I know facts are optional, but at least win a game before you talk. Well, he's, he's not, according to the on three. Like, he's – Allen was the number four quarterback. Bully's number six. Air Force Ones, that's from, like – that was, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, Nelly made a song in, like, 20, 2002. Yeah, I know that reference. I know what Air Force Ones are. That, that there alone should tell you it's old. Yeah. Texas says, so Dino is officially on the team, which has me saying, yabba dabba darn. But I, ho- <laughs> I hope to be surprised. Uh, we do have Danilo Jovanovic is officially a Cardinal. We should, uh, I guess, talk about this for a second. Sure. You know, the, the Miami transfer, who was a huge shock when it was announced a few weeks ago that he was going to come and play for U of L. Good shock. <laughs> Six foot eight forward. I guess he's gained, grown an inch from last year. That's, that's good news. <laughs> Um, That's amazing, actually. Played a one game for Miami last year. Here's what Kenny Payne had to say about him in the official press release. Ooh. Danilo is a talented, tough, skilled basketball player with an old-school mentality. He'll bring a winning spirit and unbelievable work ethic to our program that fans will love. This program has to be built on the character of the players walking in the door. Danilo is a super high-character warrior who wanted to be in our environment. I'm excited to welcome him and his family to our Cardinal family. He's not just a high-character guy. He's a high-character warrior. I'm 
I was surprised it took him that long to mention the word character or culture yet. Like that's what I was waiting for was the word character, like or culture, in that matter. I was, it took him on. Now he did. He did not let us know though that he was up to the standards of ACC caliber competition. It's not adequate. It's not, was the, that was that was like, poor, poor Karande. Was the Karande was the guy that I remember. Like his size and skill level are adequate for ACC play. It's like, well, don't go too hard. Um, well, Dino has grown already since we got. I him. feel like high character warrior is a term that you would hear on one of the cable news networks talking about like the the, the culture battles, the culture wars. Sounds like one of the. I am a high character warrior. High character warrior seems like the name you'd get if you played one of those games. Like, pick your first name by your birth month and your last name by your your the first letter of your last name. You're like. High character high warrior. Char- high character warriors winning the Derby in two years. I'm calling that. I like it. Danilo is not just a super high character guy. He's a high character warrior. He's a warrior. It's my favorite description. Uh, if you didn't know it, he loves the mentality. I think this is a bold prediction. As upset as the fan base was to land this kid, and I think still is, I think Yovanovich is going to wind up being a fan favorite this year. I don't think it was. It wasn't, they weren't mad when we landed. It was just kind of like, ooh. Yeah, and then like why we had two scholarships? Yeah, left. I mean it's I don't think it's any, I don't think it's really anything to do with like the kid. I mean you can't really bash him. He only played one game. I think he's going to play kind of on this uh, this on time. this team. He's going to play the role that Quinn Slezinski played three years ago. If you remember that, like when, when we the, the team that was the first team left out of the tournament in the COVID year, where like he wasn't always putting up a ton of numbers, but he just made winning plays and he got out there and he, he did. I can see Yovanovich being in a situation where he demands playing time just because he plays so hard, so which t- God knows we need some of those guys. Tell me, he's going to excel at St. John's under Rubino? That's exactly what I'm saying. Is that what you're telling me? After a stint in the MAC, he'll be fine. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take some more of your texts. We'll talk about Brad Brownell. Finally, we'll get to the story about the tournament potentially Brad expanding. Brownell. Well, I'm about to make fun of him. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll do that and your text at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday on 1450 The Big X. I love this song. This came out, I think, when I was like 10. That was a, I love this song. I could, If I ever get married, I'm singing this at my wedding. I just got followed by an account on Twitter that is at Blue Jays are best. I'm assuming this is something to do with you. Why? They're not following me, I don't think. They're follow, they've got no followers. I don't think it's a big-time account. But well, it's the Blue Jays. Who knows? Uh, welcome back in. It is the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminder, if you're having 
air conditioning problems this spring, this summer. It's about to get really, really hot again. Call our guys over at AirServe today, 502-785-8600. Even if you haven't had problems yet, they're offering tune-ups for $49 so you can be prepared for the summer months ahead. 502-785-8600 or visit AirServe.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. All right, we've, we've teased the story. We thought we're finally going to get there. Uh, ESPN had a story out yesterday from Andrea Adelson about basketball coaches at the ACC meetings this week talking about their desire to have the NCAA tournament expanded because the ACC the last couple of years has gotten just five teams into the field. Leading the charge, Leonard Hamilton was the first one to talk about it, saying, parity is set in in this sport. I might be a little ridiculous when I make this comment, but I think you could double the tournament. You're already playing in Dayton on two nights, so in two days, you're back to the same number. You already got the dates. You just got to figure out how to play at different sites. Maybe that might be a little aggressive. Some people think 96 is the number. Personally, I think you need to double the tournament. It's definitely time to expand. I think it's time to have that conversation for both the men and the women. So 128? That's what he's going for. Now, unfortunately, Louisville caught some strays in this conversation. Uh, Jeff Capel from the, the pit coach was talking about this. He said Steve Forbes brought up a couple of years ago. He scheduled Oregon State. They'd gone to the Elite Eight the year before. They had four starters back. And they ended up winning four games that year. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone anticipated Louisville just winning four games last year. It's tough. It's harder now because there's way more parity. And then Brad Brownell. He said this, the Clemson coach. You love him. They were on the bubble. I do kind of like Brad Brownell. They were on the bubble last year. They got left out. He said, sometimes early on when I was here, the first couple of years, you're watching games and you're not necessarily always rooting real hard for your opponents in the league. But now you want them all to win all their games. When we get to January and February, we're going to try to kick each other's teeth in. But in November and December, we need to cheer with pom-poms for each other because that's what it is right now. That's what this has become. It's become such a metric-driven situation. Didn't didn't he tell me pom-poms? That's not the right term, right? It's something else. Pom-poms. Yeah. Whatever. It's it's pom-poms. Is that what you you want to make fun of him for that? I want to make fun of him because it's such a ridiculous statement. Well, that too. He's talking about like times changing and acting like the metrics, you know, now are, are driving selection, and all of a sudden you have to cheer for for teams in your conference uh, in out of conference play. Dude, ever since the tournament expanded to sixty four teams to the point where you could get unlimited bids from a conference, it's always been in every team's best interest for the other teams in their conference to do well. Or don't lose the Louisville. It's always been a metric driven situation. The metric just switched from the RPI recently to a far more reliable formula. It's, it's gotten more advanced. Also, like you said, the second point I was going to make, you don't want to be upset about missing the NCAA tournament. <laughs> don't lose to a 4-28 and team by double digits. James Naismith made that rule. He was like, if you lose to a team with four wins by 10 points, you're out. You can't be in the tournament. Done. Pretty sure that is on the original rules. Like I, I don't understand the mentality. And he's talking about things being different. The difference is... The ACC has sucked ass in November and December for the last two years for the first time ever. That's why you didn't have to worry about cheering for your team in non-conference play before the last two years because they always had success. You didn't have to worry about it. You didn't have to worry about, you know, teams on the bubble having losses to Maris and Bryant in November and December and North Carolina getting its ass handed to it by whoever it's playing in the non-conference. Duke stumbling out of the gates. It just it never happened. And now the only difference is, ACC teams aren't taking care of business. If you don't want to have only five teams in the field from your conference, tell the other teams in your league 
to stop sucking in November and December. It's very simple. It all comes down. And also, like, Leonard Hamilton, the guy's on the way out. Like, he's only got a few more years coaching. He's he's in his upper 70s now. He's got three, four years tops left in the game. You don't need to be calling for doubling the tournament right now at this point in your career. Like, just, just stop. I mean, and, and Florida State was not close. It's not like they were flirting with the NCAA tournament last year and got left out. They won, like, 11 games. They were terrible. So let the whole. I mean, I think that's what they ended up finishing at. They, they were right, yeah. they were very bad. They were certainly never. I mean, they, they went started the season one and ten, and then they beat us by like. 30. Oh, I know they. I know they're right there with us at one point, somewhat. I mean, they were two oh five in the final. They won nine games last year. They were nine yeah, and twenty three. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They could have tripled the NCAA tournament. And they weren't going to make the field last. There year. was not one, but we were we weren't the only single digit win team in the ACC. I, you can't just like I, I get that it's frustrating for the coaches because the ACC, ACC teams the last couple of years have still done pretty well in the tournament, namely two years ago when you had two Final Four teams, and this year we get Miami. Although Miami was I think the only ACC team to win multiple games in the tournament this year, but they make the run to the Final Four, and so you're like, we're still a great league. We get teams in. That's not the way that it works. You can't just go off of what teams did five or ten years ago. It has to be a body of work. You have to to select the field based on the evidence of that particular season. And if you know if the ACC, let's say Miami, had been on the bubble last year, even though we now know that they were capable of beating really good teams in the tournament, if they you know won 14 games in the ACC but had lost, I don't know, six, seven non-conference games, you can't just let them into the field because it's like, trust me, they're good. They've gotten better. At some point, the wins and the losses have to count for something. It, it can't be. You heard you hear so much of that in the, on the football side of things. Which is why I think back when it was just a you know, one game national championship, it was so frustrating to hear them select it because you know, if, if you're going based on the past and the past only, of course you're just going to take whoever the SEC champion is. But who's to say that a ten and two SEC champ, SEC runner up, deserves a spot over a I don't know like last year one loss team from the Big Twelve? Like you just you don't know until they actually play, and sometimes when they actually play. That Big 12 team loses by 76 points, but we don't know it until you actually play the games. And it's the same thing with basketball. You have to go off of the the sample size that you're given. And thankfully, in college basketball, it's more robust. And also, you have to, you know, if you're a really good team from a conference like the ACC, you almost have to work to be on the bubble. You got to do what North Carolina did and just not win any close games at all last year. Like, it is not that difficult for very good teams to make a 68 team field. I just if I'm Cle- I mean if I'm Clemson or anything I mean I don't worry about expanding just push what I said where why Clemson I think maybe should have got in over you know who went 14 and six in their conference 23 wins overall and got bumped for a team who was like two games under 500 in their own conference in West Virginia you want you want to complain about something you're right because wins wins do matter you know and I if I'm Brownell I'm I'm complaining about that still more than anything well I mean the issue is they beat nobody in non-conference play and lost to bad teams. yeah but they went to 14 six in conference. So they had a good conference but record again in a conference where everybody else beat nobody out of conference. Mm-hmm. Like that's the issue. You've got you can't complain about our conference is, is good historically tournament when the conference is so bad in November and December. Because how do we know that these teams are good if they're just beating up on other teams that were also bad against teams from other conferences? But I still want the rule: if you have a losing record in your own conference, you should you can't get in. That's ridiculous. So it's getting in with a losing record in your conference. I disagree. <laughs> yeah, not in this day and age, especially with the Big Twelve only having ten teams. Um, I mean, we had a, a team with a losing record in conference go to the Elite Eight a few years ago. Who's yeah, that? It happens. I mean, Oregon State. Yeah, they got the, the winning their conference tournament at the end. 
That's true. That's, that's how they that's got it. That's how they got in though, because they won their conference tournament. They didn't get in because they had a losing record. But conference. clearly, they were good enough to win games. This I year. mean, can you give me now? If you can give me that large bid, I'll I'll take it. But I think it's happened recently where you've had an at large team with a losing record. I mean, some of these first four teams I think that have gotten in and won multiple games have probably been five hundred or worse at some point. No, there's no way. You still? I mean, well, I know it wouldn't have been VCU because they probably had a decent record in conference because that. that was back when they were in the yeah, but like. It was before they made the example the would be UCLA then I guess yeah but the pet no they had they definitely had a winner because the Pac-12 wasn't good yeah so I mean yeah, yeah I'm saying like Rutgers a couple years ago like the Notre Dame team that won multiple games um in 22 I don't think had a great conference record I mean most of them are gonna and I'm not saying I'm not like like Clemson would have made like a run they probably would have had the same result West Virginia had and get beat in the first round but I just I, I don't I, I to me, it just bugs me. I'm an old school guy about it. You can you can tell me I'm getting off my lawn or you whatever. You want the but... conference champions in? No, I'm not that old school. <laughs> not that not that grumpy and old. Where's the lawn? <laughs> it's right there at the 500 record in your own conference. That's where the line is. That's it. Yeah, and if you're not above it, you're not invited. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's getting to the point now. It's happening more and more. It ha- five teams with losing records made it uh, two years ago. And how would they do in the tournament? I can't see because the Washington Post blocked it. <laughs> <laughs> Those teases. The Big Ten had multiple. T- in 2020, the Big Ten had three teams with losing records make the field. I can't see. I can't see who they were or how they did. Big 12 this year. Well, in 2020, they didn't have the tournament. Well, this is before. They, they announced the, when they had the, the seed list oh, okay. that came out. All these stories are behind. Is there anybody who doesn't have a paywall anymore that I can use? I think I have to get the athletic. <laughs> UCLA was thirteen and six in their own conference that year that they they made the run. Yeah, I, I figured that they had it because yeah. they weren't good, but like the, it's the pack. Well, they were good. They still were twenty two and ten. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's the pack, solid. Pack yeah, not great. Uh, we should have gotten that spot. I mean, was I mean maybe no Butler probably even the year they made the the eight because again they hadn't made the jump yet. They were yeah. still mid major team. So I'm saying so. Yeah, I, I mean it's don't yeah. If you're eight and ten in your conference. Your second to last in your conference, I think, is what West Virginia was. No, yeah, they were they, they weren't that low because there was because two teams from the Big Twelve didn't even make the tournament this past year. Okay, they the third to last <laughs> in a ten team league that's the best in the country. I think that that's arguably. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's fine. I think that's fine. I mean, it, 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 again, the games have to matter in the non conference. That's the sample size. It's the only way to judge one team from a conference versus. The I'm other. sorry, there were four games. They were seven and eleven. Yeah. That's just embarrassing. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know, man. Barrett. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The only two teams that can get in were five and thirteen. What's wrong, Texas Tech? Well, they they beat us pretty. Bad. I mean, I, West Virginia can at least claim they were over five. They didn't even twenty games. I mean, West Virginia beat Pitt, who was like one of the best teams in our conference by twenty five. Oklahoma on, on the road. Oklahoma State went eight and ten and had a better conference record and didn't get in. Well, because they, so, so they yes, were bad in non. There were only two teams because Oklahoma State <laughs> lost to Southern Illinois and UCF and beat nobody. Oh man, yeah. Non-conference matters. It all matters in college basketball. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Texas says, uh, "I'm surprised this question hasn't been asked." But Trevor, did you eat a lot of paint chips as a kid? No, I did not eat paint chips. I used. <laughs> did you live under power lines? For for the record on that one, though, I did think I lived under power lines my entire life because. There's, there's like, it's a, and spoiler, it's a telephone line. But like, there's a tel, like in my backyard, there's like a giant telephone pole. Like, 
like right between my yard and my neighbor's yard. Like it's technically to my neighbor's yard because it's on the side of my fence. And there's like a wire going from it, like all the way down, like over my yard to my house. We have the same thing. And like, because when I had my basketball goal in the backyard, like if you were going to shoot a three from the right side, you had to arch it, Scotty Thurman. Oh, style. yeah. I played those. Because if not, you'd hit the wire. And, uh, so, and growing up, I always thought it was, you know, like, I thought it was electrical. I would, again, telephone. So I thought I did grow under power lines for a while. I had, we had the same thing growing up. And, like, I accidentally hit it with, like, a rake one time. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, nothing happened. I was like, oh. oh, the first time I hit it with, like, the basketball, I thought I was going to, like, blow up. Same, yeah. Like, <laughs> we have that at our house, too. And people but, are very, like, we have this back uh, porch. And, like, the line's, like, pretty low. They're, they're very close oh, yeah. to our umbrella. And the people are like, is this okay? I'm like, it's it's fine. They're like, not. It, it, that's where mine, like, it's on my back porch. It, hangs, it goes over my porch. And it, as it gets close to the house, it does get lower. It, like, loops down. And amazingly, though, I mean, I've lived in this house you know, pretty much the majority of my entire life growing up there and, and moving here now. But, like, it's never, like, of all the storms we've had, knock on wood, it's actually never, like, actually, like, hit come down in any way, which still amazes me. It is kind of amazing. Because I'll see squirrels running and down, you know, up and down at all times and things like that. Texas, so Mike is saying that he likes his real wife, Mary, better than his work wife, Trevor. Ouch. Yeah, I know. I'm a little insulted, too. I think Troy's my work wife. No. Yeah. You don't see Troy enough here. Bill, I'll give you, but not Troy. <laughs> I'm glad Bill's back. I am, too. Texas says, you can make more money if you wanted to. Thank you. Okay. Well, I, I'd like to know how. Will you give me money? People say this sometimes, like, you need to just monopolize on that. I'm like, you think I haven't been trying? You know, you think that I haven't? Uh, yeah. I am bad. Are you, how are you with saving? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not burn a hole in my pocket type of guy completely, but I do have a tendency when I know I have extra money kind of saved up, I will get a little, little frivolous. Well, it's different now. I mean, like, you know, as an adult, like, again, we have like a, a financial I'm an guy. Adult. And well, I mean, yeah, but you live a very like twenty-something life, right? I forgot you had a finance. I forgot you have a guy. Yeah, I mean, we have like the, you know, he tells me about how much to put in like the you know all the, all the different um, SEP IRA and stuff, and you know, dedicate to four hundred one ks and all that. Yeah, so yeah, I save money now. I do what they tell me to do. I don't have a guy. I just and then I just hide some money in a stock drawer. I know you do. <laughs> you have a safe at least, right? I do. Yeah. But I do have actually money like hidden in my house. Texture <laughs> says, um, next on the big X, the best text gets to be Mike's plus one at his next. <laughs> I, what about adding a $25 gift card to Vilch? Uh, what? Nobody wants to, wants to try to win the contest to be the, my, my plus one and not, and one apparently to DJ who's offended by that. I would love for you to have a contest where you, for the plus one to your next wedding. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who wants to be the, <laughs> what kind of, we, can I give away? How can we do that? This is how we find love. <laughs> Texas fan favorite. Oh my, Mike's on edibles today. I'm making that prediction and I'm standing by. I think the fan base is going to like Danilo Yovanovich. I think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to be great, but I think he's going to play very, very hard and do things where the fan base is like, we need more Yovanovich out there. I think that's going to happen. I, know. I could be doing you. I mean, that's the, the safe bet is that that's wrong, but that's just a it's a bold prediction. I think he's got skills. I do. You have a better bet of people calling him Danielle than you do have him being a fan. fan. I I disagree. I, I think that he's got more skills. Like the expect the bar is so low for this kid because he was a Miami <laughs> player who didn't play at all last year. I think people are expecting this guy to come in and like not be able to to walk and dribble at the same time. And when he comes out there and shows some skill, people are gonna be like, oh, he can actually play a little bit. I think defense is going to be the issue with him, but I think he'll play insanely hard. I don't think he's going to be a starter or a guy who plays twenty minutes a game, but I think he's going to go out there. 
give you some good minutes, knock down open shots. I think he can shoot, which is something that we need on this team. And I think the fans are going to like him. I think he's going Could to be, be the answer to a question in five years when I'm, when you and me are talking, going, Remember what's the name guy? of that dude that came from <laughs> Miami out of nowhere? It was like, like Denario, Dino, D- uh, Dolores. What was his name again? That's also possible. That's, that's, that's what I think it's going to be. That is also a possibility. <laughs> I, I can admit that. Yeah, that. That certainly is within the realm of possibility. And then you're Googling him. We're like, what was his name? I can't remember. Texas is not to fan the KP propaganda, but it really might be refreshing to have 15 guys who just hustle their tails off and have positive beliefs about winning. I mean, that's what we hope we were going to get last year. I mean, that's the, <laughs> that's the, the honestly, if you ask like all the stuff about, we've talked about not knowing defensive philosophy, recruiting, roster structure. My biggest concern with what happened last year and the biggest reason why it's I, I, I'm very much in this, like I'm going to need to see it to believe that this can work at the highest possible level long term, is that he was a new coach entering a program in a bad spot with a roster that had been through some weird stuff the year before, and he couldn't motivate them to play like their asses off. Could could not motivate them to play hard. I thought he's good. I I thought that yeah. I mean I, I thought last year was going to be a struggle from a talent standpoint and maybe. Kenny Payne having some first-year coach you know, hiccups. Mm-hmm. I thought at the very least they would play so hard and they'd be fun to follow because the effort level would be such a, a, an increase from the year before, and it was a significant drop-off. Did you start to get a little worried, though, like when we started, like the little bit we did get out of Payne, and I pointed this out, like how he just, I mean, he just lacked so much kind of charisma in his interviews early on. And still does, to be honest with you. But, I mean, that worried me a little bit in terms of, like, can he really get these guys to, like, Give 110 percent when it's he's coming out sound like Eeyore talking to Eric Crawford. Yeah, that I mean that didn't concern me as much. It did me a little bit. I when I started getting word from practice that that it was what it was looking like, yeah, and then I certainly when practice. I saw the the first exhibition game against Lenore Ryan. Well, yeah, I mean, and I mean it, it just that was my concern. But so I mean, if we go out there and we have if, if effort is a question again this year, then I don't know what to do at that well, point. Like, I, at that point, that's one of those things where. If they're not playing hard and they're winning like 14, 15 games and it's up in the air, like, does Josh Hurd give us another guy? Like, I would be, that would push me firmly in the camp of like, we can't keep doing this. Like, we've got to find a guy who can motivate his players to play because effort should never be a question anywhere, but especially at a place like Louisville. And it won't be this true because now we have character warriors. High, well, one at least. Well, high character warrior. And that's, and I think one of those words might be the only thing right in the description. Fighting the good fight for high character on a daily basis. Yeah. Going to battle. Just stopped it high. Text says, quote, how long is that wiener? That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Frank Mobile. I mean, seriously, the Frank Mobile. That's like something you name your package. Frank. It could be an old school, yeah. I mean, that's, that's something like, like, hey, honey, you want to meet the going to go take a ride on the Frank Mobile? I mean, that sounds, I mean that, that sounds like something that gets you in trouble. Texture says, are any B-ball transfers or recruits in town already with the team? I don't know. I know that they are, they're planning on having, at least what I've heard, is that Nolan Smith did an interview on um, with, with Dan Miller, who I don't really know much about, but I, I listened to it, and he was making it sound like when the, the first summer session starts up in, I think, 10 days, they're planning on having everybody who's officially signed here, and they're allowed to, they can work with them for four hours a week, and you can use that however you want. You can do individual instruction. You can have you know four hours of you know, 
just team scrimmaging. You can do whatever you want, but that's when it will start up. And that's when you start building chemistry. It's when you start hopefully building conditioning. Assumedly, it's when you would start implementing the playbook and, and you know, letting your players learn the system. But it should get going here pretty quickly, and uh, we'll find out what happens with that last scholarship. But, I mean, he made it sound like everybody that they have signed and everybody who's coming back will be here for that first summer session. I hope that's the case because— Did he say it with eye emojis? No, he said it with his words. Okay. <laughs> he said it out loud. Um, words matter, Nolan. <laughs> Texas, the only reason why coaches want the tourney expanded is because they have incentives in their contract for making it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's— it makes you look a lot better to also when you make the tournament, you keep your job. Yeah, I mean, you, if Brad Brownell had made it in three of these years, where you know they would have made it if it was a ninety-six team field, you get to say I'm I've taken Clemson to the NCAA tournament five times instead of twice or whatever it is. Like you, you want to be able to say that the NCAA tournament is all that matters in college basketball, and it's it's how you build your career, it's how you build your reputation. I mean, Tobin Anderson, that Fairleigh Dickinson coach. He's not coaching Iona if they don't get into the tournament and pull one of the bi- biggest upsets in the history of the tournament. And the reality is they didn't even win their own conference tournament. Like, that's how big of a deal just getting to the tournament is. So all of these coaches, they— But they had a winning record in their conference. They did have a winning record in their conference. Mm-hmm. They did not win, though, their regular season championship or their postseason championship. I think uh, was Texas Southern the only other team maybe with a losing record in the conference, in their conference in this tournament? But Texas Southern didn't have a losing record. They had a losing record. Well, 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 they had a losing record overall, but they didn't have a losing record in their conference. Oh, okay. They were they were the eight seed in their conference tournament, but I don't think they were had a losing record in their league. But they're always I mean they had a losing record overall, that's why I was Oh saying. yeah, big time. Yeah. I know Holy Cross made it a few years ago with a losing record in their conference. We've had a couple well, okay, well, because they won their conference tournament. I'll take it back, Texas Southern was seven eleven in the Slack last year. Hey, so it's West Virginia. Hey, they had something in common. They both made it. Both lost in the first game. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. Five o'clock hour is on the way next. We'll talk about uh, Caleb Love. Is there a shot that Louisville lands him? Some other names in the transfer portal that have created a buzz. Uh, and we'll take some more text from you guys. 502 414 1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on the Big X. Clock hour here on Thursday on 1450 96 one the big X 502-414-1450, the Thornton sex line. Get your thoughts in. You got an hour left to do so. I just I'm seeing now scrolling my timeline. The Andy Bashir uh, governor's portrait has been unveiled. Uh, it was painted by Louisville artist Melanie Harding Bates. And I look, I I like Governor Bashir. He looks like he's holding in a fart in this. This this portrait. Agree or disagree? Is, uh, let, me, let me show it to you. This is what we do the YouTube cameras coming next oh, week. I really can't see that well. Yeah, let's just try to. 
hurting he my head. He does look a little awkward. It's like he's holding something. But does anybody ever look good in portraits? This is how I imagine Nick Curran doing the interview on the radio last week when he really needed to pee. <laughs> he has to be out of breath in this when he's posing for this picture. Is there a portrait of you in the family at your house? Oh, no. <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mean, does anybody really ever look good in portraits, though? I, I will say this: like there are so most my wife's uh, it, their family house in Springfield. Like they have, they got I guess portraits done of all the girls when they were in their senior year of high school. Yeah, yeah. And, like they're they're very beautiful. I mean, all, thankfully, all three of them are, are very beautiful to begin with. But like they are, they look very good. But if, if it had been mine, like my senior picture, I've got like one of my eyes closed or something. I look like there's something wrong with me. I can't imagine that becoming a portrait. Like I, my, nobody would ever draw me. Like my cousins, like my aunt did the same thing. Like she has about two dollars, but and one of the cousins is the one I had to go pick up the other day. And like her and her sister, like they had portraits done. Like, and my cousins are, you know, they're 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 attractive young ladies, but like in these portraits, they do not like it's not it's not good. Like I know and they both hate it too because she has a, like they're hanging up in her living room. There's like one of Olive and one of Haley. And there's like they're both in the walls, and they like we'll come over family gatherings, and every year they're like. <laughs> Can we take these down? I mean, like, no, no, I don't know. I just feel like no one's uh, portraits sometimes don't do people just like, except, for, guess, except I, for Kramer, maybe, except for Kramer. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, most a lot of times portraits kind of, yeah, they, they don't do good things. No question about that. I can't imagine. I'd love to, I, maybe I should be in a portrait. I would love to have a portrait of you, preferably in that Latrell Sprewell jersey from when <laughs> you were nine years old. That wasn't nine. That's the sad part. I was like 13. <laughs> Latrell Sprewell was a rookie in 92, okay? So I, I'm pretty sure I got it like his thing. Because I remember I, was just, I liked him because one of the things I liked about him was like no one ever gave me any credit. And I was like, he's a good player and he gets no love. And I did used to wonder like going through, like we'd flip through like church directories or like school pictures and stuff. Like you, I, was, I was like, who are these kids who are like, le- their parents are like letting them wear these jerseys for these types of pictures. And I was like, oh, it's Trevor. That <laughs> You were that kid when I was growing up. That was the other part I enjoyed so much by flipping through my yearbook. Was just going down the memory lane of the the the, the fashion that was nineteen ninety five, like the Tommy Hill face, like the 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 striped button, yeah. the striped oh, collared yeah. shirts with the two buttons. I out rocked those. Uh, I think in the picture I sent you from even my, this is sad. Uh, the picture I sent you from my like my Spanish class. Yes, I'm wearing just a, like a regular sweatshirt, and I and I'm and the reason, and the reason I did that was because we had the the my freshman year we had the tuck rule. Not, not to be confused with the uh, NFL you had, version. You had to tuck your shirt in. We had to tuck your shirt in, but you didn't have to if you wore a sweatshirt. And so I was kind of like, so what I would do is I'd always like have a sweatshirt on between class, and I'm going to get to class, I'd take it off. Um, so I didn't have to tuck in my shirt because I hate tucking in my shirt. What a, such a long route to go just to avoid tucking your shirt <laughs> no, in. you ain't lying. But if you, if you notice in that Defiance picture. of authority just knew no bounds. If you look closely, you can see I have the, the, the belt. And my that's the, it, it, the, of course, the t- end of it's hanging a little lower than it. Than, than it should. It's not tucked up. You remember, remember you have to hang the, yeah. the tip. And it's the woven belt, too. Oh, no. It, you, <laughs> yeah. The braided belt. Oh, come on. Anybody who was in my age in 1995, you had a braided belt. Wow. You didn't have to be cool, but you had a braided belt. See, that's the thing. Like, your yearbooks, I think, are so much more fun to parse through because you've got stuff like that. Whereas, I mean, I mean like, 30 years old, yeah. Like, like, I mean, ours are... We had we're wearing every single person's wearing a, a shirt and tie because that's that's true yeah and it's all guys it's just, it's the, the grade school yearbooks were more fun for me than the high school yearbooks oh no like that's something going through like all the seniors had the same outfits on plus I'm curious I wanted to look up the people who got like the awards that year like the most athletic and the most success. yeah like I kind of even though the uh, our I think our Mr Wagner was Corey Douglas that year. 
who you may remember his son played at Ballard a few years ago. Had the big had kind of a big box. He was a center. He was Corey Douglas Jr. Um, he was a good basketball player, but his son played about a few years ago. Uh, he was like, I think he's our Mr. Wagner that year, and I don't remember who the girl was. So. I, I do remember my sophomore year, there's a picture of me in the yearbook pitching against Seneca. And like, I remember it vividly because we got beat by Seneca, and it was like this huge upset loss. And like, we got, <laughs> like, we'd never, I've never been ripped at like my whole high school career more than that game. Some kid, like, some like small fat kid who was not good at all. Hit a grand slam off me. Like, I'm pretty sure this kid hadn't had a hit all season. I threw one like right in his wheelhouse, and there's a picture of me like throwing it. I'm like, I wonder if this was the pitch that some some like chubby kid who I think closed his eyes and hit a breaking <laughs> ball that did not break at all, like 350 feet. You saying that makes me think I should have brought my ear because you would have loved this. This could have been all skit. The in the sports section, there's like a small description of the, each team oh, and like no. how the season went. Oh boy. And like the football team, like the basketball team was like a very young team. <laughs> That's how you, so you got to do. But, but despite the, the, the hustle from season. the seniors, like it doesn't show the record. It's like a few, a, a, a strong start with a with with a valley dip in the middle and a and a hard way to come back from a long year. But the thing that caught my attention, like the golf team was even better. The golf team was like gave it all they had. <laughs> 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 but what really shocked me was the 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 softball team, our softball team, apparently went got to like the district finals. Nice. I did no remembering of this at all. But it was like the the girls team really knocked the yellow off the ball or something. It says they went thirty one and eleven or something like that and got to district finals, their best season in school history. Jeez. I'm like really because now they don't have a team in their yeah. They play, a, they play three games with, a year. Now now the only girls on the softball team play for the baseball team. But so it's like, I walked by the softball field. I guess they, they play like three games. I think I walked by the softball during one of them. They walked in the run. Like I guess got out of the run rule, and I was like, they're, "They're like that's the ball game." I'm like, "There it is, Wagner Athletics, take it in." <laughs> so I, I need to. I kind of wish I'll bring the yearbook back in one show, and we we'll just go through the year, the year that was 1995. Wagner. I want to do that. It was very amusing. Whoever wrote those, by the way, too, it's very creative. Uh, we gotta give a shout out to our guy, uh, intern Patrick, Patrick Ryan. His uh, yeah. his manual baseball team. Speaking of that, captures the the district championship last night with a, a win over Portland Christian. They got to play out there. At, I, I guess it's still called Derby City Field. It's Spalding's Field. We used to play there all the time when I was growing up. That's the one by Tim Penn? It's right there off. No, no, no. They, oh, not Tim. Over the several road though. No, that's St. No. Matthews. Okay. It's right there off of uh, like the, the highway um, by Kiva, where the volleyball stuff is. It, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, it's, it's, I don't either. Yeah, it's Spalding's Field, but they played there last night to beat Portland Christian. To capture the 25th district, uh, Trinity also won their district. Eastern beat Ballard. Region tournament coming up next week. I do feel kind of bad for – I mean, I guess I don't feel bad for him because he knows how next week's going to go. But your manual, they've they've had, like, the best season in school history, the winningest season in school history. They're number three in the state, yeah. and they're number three in the region because Trinity and St. X are one and two. They did beat Trinity earlier this year, so yeah. – we're rooting for our guy Patrick. I still got Portland Christian by the good counsel. It, it it pretty much is. I mean, that's how. Yeah, bring back the sledding hill. I mean, you cowards. I, t- I don't know what what was MGC's mascot. Cougars. It, it was Cougars okay? Because when they changed, they changed to the Eagles. I think I told you a story about how when they changed, I was driving around Westport like, where are all these Eagles fans? Because they use the same logo as that photo. And it wasn't until I got like right up behind somebody like at a McDonald's, I was like, Portland who? I never. I didn't even know they changed the name of the school. That's how much I pay attention. They're doing all that construction now. They're still a ton. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They. Uh, we, we were talking last hour at the end there about uh, 
Danilo Jovanovic, who was officially announced as a member of this year's team, officially signed. Yep. I, I should The guys over at, at Big Red Louie, they reached out. They talked to his former EYBL coach earlier this week and had an interview with him, and he had some quotes about why he picked Louisville. And it, Obviously, like you're reaching out to a kid's former coach. He's going to say he's going to speak glowingly about him. He's not going to be like, well, he's kind of a <laughs> – he half-assed it. Not a lot of skill. I'm actually shocked he's playing at a place like Louisville. Not much character if you ask me. But he's yeah, <laughs> wouldn't call him a high character warrior. Wouldn't be the choice of words that I would use. That'd be great. But he he spoke very very highly of him, uh, and this is a guy who's coached a number of guys who went on to become high level D one players and NBA players, and, and talked about how he, he's he's got a skill set that's right there with them. But he said this when it came to picking U of L. He said he absolutely wanted to be at Louisville. He wanted to play for Kenny. Wanted to be a Louisville Cardinal. He can play in any system as smooth a, a low-post-scoring forward as there is. He's long, and he's got solid vertical athleticism. He'll be great with KP and exceptional for the overall culture and in helping develop a winning, tough culture at Louisville. The kid is a class A-plus character guy on and off the court. He's an outstanding young man. We're well, the fact high- he said culture twice means to think that he's, he's clearly fit for Louisville. He did not call him a high-character warrior. No, he did but he said he fits the culture. This kid, our, Danilo Jovanovic is going to single-handedly change the culture at Louisville is what I'm gathering here. His culture is so strong. His character is so strong. He's going to will this program out of the bad character years that we've been going through the last handful of seasons. I'm excited about him. I'm fan favorite, Scott. Bumped. He's long. He's athletic. He's got – I like the – Can they use any more generic solid, stereotypes to describe him? Well, he said solid vertical athleticism, not solid, not great horizontal athleticism, which if you remember, our strength coach, I believe, was a horizontal track coach. So not sure if that's going to jive. Not let, sure how that's going to go let well. Let me ask you a question, Mike. You're, you're, you, you are you – are, uh, been been described as a silver tongue like, <laughs> like individual. You wrote a book, for God's sake. I did that. You did write a book. If you were to be like – if you wanted to like blow smoke up Kind of the, the butts of people to describe me as a basketball player to coming into a program. How would you do it? I figure, I think solid athleticism could come to mind. He's a player with a great feel for the game. <laughs> Never had to worry about his effort level on or off the court. He's a player that the fan base is going to be proud to root for. Perfect. <laughs> Never had a bad day of practice. Never had to worry about where he was going after practice. Wow. <laughs> I, I think that's where I stopped. I, I love how and nowhere in there did you mention my ability to play the game of basketball. Great feel for the game. Great feel, that's such a guy, yeah. He'll give you 100. He will. He, he, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's here for the long run. <laughs> He'll do what's asked of him to produce wins. <laughs> that's what I would say. Uh, do you see in, in other recruiting news? I, I don't want to keep harping on the McKenzie and Baco recruitment. I'm gonna have you write my my dating profile. I can do that. <laughs> write my do that. I want to hear my dating profile. He's got a it's great. The, he's it's got the a, same <laughs> thing. <laughs> he's got a great feel for relationships. <laughs> Never gonna make you embarrassed to be his significant other. Well, maybe we need to <laughs> reframe that one. <laughs> no one's going to love you harder than Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> Both in and out of the bedroom. Um, this was a, going back to the McKenzie and Baca real quickly. I thought it was interesting. There was a podcast. 
this guy Kenya Hunter who who covers he talks about the recruitment. He's an Indiana insider. And he said it was Mackenzie Mbako's mom who got this whole thing going. She reached out to Mike Woodson. She kickstarted the IU recruitment of the five star. I mean, we talked about IU coming out of nowhere because it was seen as this, hey, it's Louisville and it's it's the NBA or it's professional basketball. Well, didn't we assume and then I- St. John's came calling, North Carolina, there were some rumors that they were going to get involved, and then we knew Kansas was gonna get involved. And then it was like, oh yeah, he's taking a visit to Indiana. What the hell's up with that? His mom started the whole thing. I think didn't didn't we originally when we saw the list other than St. John's, we just assumed it was an Adidas thing. Yeah. Because you had you had us, IU, and Kansas were three of the four. And those are your three, like your top three Adidas schools, other than well, UCLA moved, didn't they? So I think this begs the question can Kenny Payne recruit moms well enough? Does has he lost his feel for moms? Is Kenny the, is he appealing enough to the mom world? I mean, I, I, I'm joking. By the way, if anybody takes this and runs with it, I swear to God, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna stop the radio show forever. Well, I'm, I'm on the message boards right now, posting. <laughs> Kenny hates pain. players' moms. <laughs> Rutherford said, "Pain not good enough with moms." Ken, Rutherford says Kenny needs to, to, to hit the milf market. <laughs> okay, well don't <laughs> don't make it weirder than it already is. <laughs> That can be part of my, my dating. Will not make it weirder than it already is. It's already weird. <laughs> uh, we have breaking news all the way uh, also on the U of L men's basketball front. Not unexpected news, but we mentioned Danilo Jovanovic uh, officially signing today. Trey White has now officially signed as well Sweet. from USC, the highly touted transfer guard who was the uh, an all-rookie Pac-12 member last season. He's officially a Cardinal. We don't have the press release yet, but the video is uh, out. That's what I was looking forward I, to I've got to hear what Kenny fans have to say. Uh, well, I mean, can, can, can we guess? What if he's like a moderate character, high moderate character warrior? It's like, well, at least his talent's better. <laughs> he fits. He fits this, what we're looking for. I did like the other thing about D, about Dino. What they said was he fits the system. He can fit any system, which is awesome because we don't still know what system we're running here. Oh, I've got the release. Here okay, go. here we go. This is uh, this is Trey White. Uh, Kenny Payne said this: six foot seven guard slash forward. They refer to him as a guard slash forward, which I think they've. They were pretty adamant that he's just a guard, but here we go. Kenny Bain says, I'm very excited to add one of the bright freshmen in the country who can rebound, score, and defend. Trey is a versatile player who will make a tremendous impact on our program. He's a high-character, hardworking young man who knows what he wants from the game and is willing to put the time into it. He will bring a winning spirit to Louisville that the fan base will love. I think out of everybody we signed, Karan Davis is the only guy who hasn't gotten the high character, and that's because like I'm not sure Kenny Payne has ever talked to Karan Davis. He has either. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, we have probably the nicest team in America, at least with the with the character that we we bring, and a team with the greatest winning spirit. They're gonna take whatever mm-hmm. they're, they're gonna do whatever it takes to win. We should do. I mean, these guys, I mean, you could have have a serious drinking game and take a shot or a, a, a toke every time. He says the word culture or character in a description of a player. The real test is going to be if, if, if and we, you know, there's been much talk about Kenny Payne not doing a press conference so far this summer. If he does what coaches typically do when they've got the, you know, whenever we get the, the last scholarship used or the, the roster's finally set, if he has a press conference then, the question will be how many times do we hear him use the word character? Because it's going to be off the charts. It's going to be character and culture, though. Those are the two words that he loves to see words. It's like a Republican debate with the word woke these days. Like that's oh, that's what it's going Lord, to be. Yeah. It's you can have the woke checklist. We're going to have the character checklist when we have this Kenny Payne press conference. What if he like does it with it? He goes on a list for every player 
And like Karan's the only one that he doesn't say it for. He's <laughs> <laughs> like adequate character. Well, we gotta have a bad boy on the team, right? He's got character that's sufficient for the ACC, he, I suppose. He's like the guy that comes off the bench and commits the fouls for us. He's our, he's our, he's the, he, he, we, you gotta have a goon, right? The John Chaney player. Yeah, there you go. I miss Chaney. I did too. All right, <laughs> I'll kill you. The, the only time I ever called in and got in on the Dan Patrick show was to talk about John Chaney. Really. I was on hold for like two and a half hours, too. <laughs> I mean, that shouldn't sound unbelievable, right? I mean, you've ever watched Dan Patrick's show. I mean, you know, they, I mean, they'll take a few callers here and there, but you got those, those people on hold forever, and I was one of them. I sent you the clip of him busting out his fancy yeah, jersey that yeah. they sent him. That was what, I mean, I I'm, can be, a lot of people think I, I can be a hater on some of the, the national stuff, mainly no. because like Colin Cowherd sucks and. You know, people like that just don't belong in sports radio because they're morons. But but we're great. We're awesome. <laughs> we have high character. <laughs> Those dudes, we could be Colin Coward if we just got a shot. I mean, Coward's great for radio. He just doesn't know the difference between a baseball and a basketball. He just he's out there winging it. It's not a requisite. Um, but DP show is one I always love listening to, especially back in the day. And yeah, I can't. Remember. It was it was right after. Uh, it was it was right after the whole uh, the whole the whole goon incident, and when he mentioned, oh that, really. You know, you know, you know, old school Trevor's calling in to defend it, which is what I was doing. I would love to find video of that call somewhere. <laughs> I got a ding on the 40 time thing. Remember I used to call in, you'd give your 40 time. No, I, I never. Oh, they used, to, they used to do a gimmick thing where you call in. The first thing you'd say is like, you know, you, like uh, 40 and four something or whatever. And I was like, I was like, I was like 40 yard dash and 5.3 in a golf cart. Nice. <laughs> and they, and they, and they, like, ding. Do you ever run a forty yard dash? Oh God, no. I, we need to do that. No, I can't. I never tried. I mean, I know. I mean, I've been up and down a football field doing like the painting it, but I never ran it. I ran it. I mean, uh, several times, like in high school, and then growing up playing football. The only time I had like the the professional like sensors, where it's like the automated, you know, not not people with stopwatches, but they had like the. Like the the elect whatever the, the sensors it was, it was Ooh, a I wouldn't know we didn't have those in Wagner it was a sure. <laughs> we barely had stopwatches <laughs> it was a baseball camp at Hanover College okay and I don't Hanover y- you had like you know you had like one shot to do it and I I stumbled like out of the like when I got it and I, so I was like do I get to, to do it again because like, clearly my time is not like, I I caught myself like twenty yards down and didn't sucked. never got hit full stride it, it did suck because I ran it unofficially. I mean, you forget you don't realize how like tough it is to like how fast these guys are. Like I was pretty fast in high school. I only ran like a sub five forty, I think, one time. But then like you'd have like the unofficial, like the the, the guys who just gotten out of college who would help you out sometimes and they'd be like, four three. And I'm like, okay, this is this is this is great. Like we're all flying out here today. I don't think I, I don't this think I incredible. I don't think I could get out of my running stance in four point three. <laughs> there was one time I think we were doing like twenty yard dash or what. Like my time was like ungodly fast, and he was like, he's like, man, that's a incre- great job. And I'm like, I'm not that fast. I'm like, there's no way. But thank you, Corey. <laughs> I if I had to guess, my forty time would probably even in my prime probably been like five and a half six maybe. I mean, right now I I couldn't. Oh, now that. I wouldn't. Yeah. It'd be like four days. Now we did run a four. We did run a a, a race, a mock forty yard dash at the Big X one day. Uh, TJ, I don't know how we got into the argument, but we had an intern, Jacob uh, Jacob Hook, who uh, he ended up going to TCU now. He does news now somewhere in Eastern Kentucky. But shout out Jacob. Yeah, uh, he's a good kid, and he I somehow got into the argument. They they argued over who could win up between them in a forty yard dash, and which is 
I, I don't know if it's that Jacob always wore skinny jeans, so TJ was insulted. He thought he could lose to a racing him. <laughs> but but we, so we we did the you you know the parking lot at, at Big X. You've seen it that parking lot. So we were like, what's we're gonna have you run from the end of the parking lot to the other end? It's like twenty five yards. It's not forty, but yes, we thought it was close enough. And Jacob beat him. He didn't beat him by much, but he did beat him. <sighs> and yeah, TJ just wasn't very happy about that. Yeah. I mean, that's not, you don't think that's close to 40 yards? No, I don't. No. In the back now, we have a whole football field worth of land. I've never seen the back of that. Oh, you never you never seen back there? Oh, it's huge. I, I don't go to places in that studio that I don't have to go to. Well, I'm you nervous can't, about and there, there used, you used to be able to look out there through the window in the studio, but that's been blocked up because of the, the portable AC unit. So next time we're there, which for the record might be like next Friday because of a bass schedule, uh, I'm, I want to show you the back. Who won the Southern Indiana baseball game yesterday? Uh, Jeff did. Silver Creek? It was Jeff in Providence. Oh. And Jeff won three to nothing, I believe. Texas, you cannot read. Uh, well, I won't read it on the air then. <laughs> okay. Is this somebody saying you cannot read this? It's an altered uh, lyrics for uh, for Gloria Stefan, the conga song. And oh. yeah, I can't read any of that on there, but it's good. Is it's, it it's good? Well I'll read it. Congrats, Texter. Yeah. Texas, uh, let's get a statement from the Boise guy on conference realignment. The Boise guy just checked out. Yeah, what happened to him? He was an everyday listener for like a solid five months. And, I mean, to, to a Louisville sports radio show. Did, did we insult him? I think he just got bored after a while. Did he just give up and realize that, that we're better than Boise? Boise's just, you know, they're, they're done. That program's dead. My favorite part was how he would, like, defend Idaho better than Kentucky. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. Really? It was a, he had some weird I mean, nothing against about. Idaho. I like Idaho. Hey, I'm from Idaho. I mean, Tatas are awesome, but. Texas says 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Texas says, Trevor, if you were to hide a safe in your house, where would you hide it? Don't answer that. Been over, I'll show you. <laughs> Texas also sent a video of the escaped inmate hanging from a vehicle and jumping. Is this uh, is this in Louisville? My escaped inmate? Apparently. Metro Police said the escaped felon later kidnapped two other victims and forced them to drive him to another part of the city. Good lord! You ever <laughs> you have you been to Kansas? Um, for better question: Have you ever driven through Kansas in Kansas? I've driven in Kansas. I've never like stopped in Kansas. I've never stayed in Kansas. Like, have you? Because the reason I bring up Kansas and there's some other states that have this as well. But uh, if you when you get like past like right past Kansas City is is not far as Leavenworth, which I mean is known for its prison. Uh, it's from Michael Vick State. And one of my favorite things is when you're driving in that area. If you ever notice, there's signs all over the place on the highway that say. Do not pick up hitchhikers. Prison in area. <laughs> it's just like, I always wonder when I would read those. I'm like, so, do they just have so many escapes that they, they don't want people to pick them up? Or is it just like, the, the hitchhikers are just normal around? I, I, don't, I don't, like, I feel like that sign should be unnecessary. This video is nuts. <laughs> this guy's like hanging on the car for two miles. Like getting drug? And getting off of the Barstown Road exit, or uh, Brownsville Road exit, and just running into the bushes. That's nuts. It's insane. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, what prison? Where's the prison in Louisville? Uh, I mean, there's the one, the hall judge, like downtown. Okay, yeah, one. but I mean, like a, like I remember the building next. There used to be a, a youth, youth juvenile prison next to my house on Westport Road. Yeah, yeah. A, I was freaked. Kids out. escaped it when I was playing a baseball game oh, back there. They, you'd hear helicopters around my neighborhood. It freaked me out one time, including back to the point where uh, this is long before I was born. Uh, my grandmother used to tell me a story about they were, I can't remember what the event was. It might have been derby time. And they had people over and things. 
and there was cops kind of rolling, you know, driving to the neighborhood because someone escaped. And she goes into our kitchen, and this girl who'd escaped comes in our back into our back door. Good lord! And freaked my grandmother out. We had several people at the house, and the woman's like begging for my grandma. So my grandfather goes out and like flags the cops down. And my, she remember telling me the woman's just calling her everything under the sun, threatening to kill her. And after she begged her not to, you know, flag them down, but and then the cops came to my house and picked her up and took her away. My grandma's kind of a snitch, I guess. I guess. <laughs> it depends on the way you look at that story in the mindset. But <laughs> uh, All right, we got to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we will take some more text. 502-414-1450. I'm going to change clothes during the break here, get ready for this this movie premiere, and then we will... Uh... Can we get a picture of you and me for our, the red carpet of you and your outfit and me, what I'm wearing? Sure, we can do that. <laughs> There's nobody else here to take it, but we can try. Uh, we'll take a break. Selfie. When we come back, we'll wrap the show here on 1450 and 96.1. It's the Rutherford Show on The Big X. Had a lot of like old school references today because this is also in old school where he oh, fixed the car. And then okay. at, the, at the end, yeah. I can't. This movie comes. I think of the fighter with Mark Wahlberg. This this intro song. No, I just think of old school. I uh, yeah. I forget about old school. I love old school. Was so good. It was great. Saw it on premiere night. <laughs> I think I saw it. in Yeah, I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, I did. I just don't matter. Well, you obviously saw it before me, but it's funny. We, you know, we've talked about it on the show a couple of times, like not seeing movies in theaters as much, and, and I think we've referenced oh, the yeah. fact the last time I saw a movie in theaters, Mary and I went to see um, *Stars Born*. *Stars like, Born*. Th- that was like what four years ago now. This will be the first time I've been to a theater since then, which is crazy. What was the last one? I think. Well, mine was. I guess I went with. I can't remember which one came out. I think it was *Joker* with. When I went with TJ and like his and his wife. Anna. Third wheel in it. Yeah, like, it was one of those times. Like too, like I showed up, and it was one of those. Kind of like forgetting Sarah Marshall like invitations. Like I don't think he expected me to actually be there. You shouldn't like the slow like the stretch like arm around his wife like. Ugh. Like I just walk up. He's like, "Hey, Trevor." I'm like yeah, I remember you said come on, come on, watch movies. Like you thought I'm serious? I can, <laughs> like you can tell like he didn't say that because he's too nice. But like you can just see it in his face. I'm like, well, I'm here already. I mean, I guess I'm gonna That's go hilarious. to the movie. <laughs> All right, we got about. Uh, if oh, I saw Maverick. Maverick. Yeah, because my buddy had a ticket. I went and saw that in theaters. Oh, you did? I don't think yeah. I knew that. I don't think I knew that you, you saw that in the theater. You talked about me hating on it, and I was like, well, I'm going to give it a chance. And a friend of mine called and said he had an extra ticket. I wanted to know if I wanted to use it, and I went and saw it. Okay. So that was my last movie. That wasn't that long ago. No, no. Feels feels like a long time ago because the movie wasn't very good, though. We've got, uh, we're going to get out here a little bit early today, so we got about 15 minutes left. If you want to get thoughts in on the Thornton Sucks line at 502 414 1450, we'll try to get to as many of these as we can before we call it a day. Uh, Texture says, and this is a fair point. You said during the last segment that the main thing that you saw that worried you last season was lack of effort. Was there anything you can name that encouraged you? <laughs> I can't. I mean, they did get better offensively as the season went on. 
Well, there were moments. I wouldn't say it was consistent. It was, certainly wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, you can help me out a little bit here, Trev. Help you? I'm the one that gave you the we're improving speech. That was three <laughs> games into the year. Well, that's when we last. That's the last time we improved. <laughs> the offense got it better ended as time pretty went much on. right there. I think Mike James played very hard. Mike Mike James improved over the season, and he so as did JJ Trainer. There you go. That's a good one. That Two was, guys who were coming back. Yeah, that's um, yeah. I can't think. Yeah, I can't think of much else, man. We beat Georgia Tech. We beat Clemson. Did Ellis had a cool like go to sleep at the end of Clemson. It wasn't, I mean, that, that even that like got sparked debate. I know. I know it did. Um, <laughs> that's, 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 that's so sad. I mean, how many moments can you pull on. out of a four-win year, let's, though? Let's move on. <laughs> Texas Jerry Colangelo is a big donor to Grand Canyon, so it's safe to assume Sidney Curry got an NIL, an NIL deal. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of money. They, there's no question about that. I mean, Sidney Curry had a pretty big, from what I understand, deal, an NIL deal here at Louisville last season. I know he had the, yeah. the public deal with Jeep Cross where he got a new Jeep virtually every month. Um, I think he had something else here, too. So he he and L. Ellis both did well here last year. Um, I think L. is doing better now at Arkansas, but I could, couldn't tell you the details of why Sidney Curry, what he was dealing with, with Grant Canyon. I'm thinking Jerry Colangelo, I just think Suns and Olympics. Same. This is, I mean, I, yeah. USA basketball. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, he's, he's always been involved with Phoenix, so I guess it wouldn't surprise me he's a Grant Canyon affiliate. Did you watch any of the Heat Celtics last night? I didn't. I watched the end. I turned it on when it was getting tight. I... Cause I well, cause I didn't get home. I got done with the baseball game. I guess it's been time to get home for the game because it ended about eight. I left her. I left the studio about eight, a little bit after eight. But I, uh, I ended up coming home and just watching um, Dynamite instead. So I was excited. Gotcha. Because I, I knew there was it was going to be a show I kind of wanted to watch. So it was actually one of those rare moments where I got near like towards the main event and I couldn't fast forward anymore. Like usually I, oh, I usually yeah, started. Behind. I usually started so far behind that I can go through the commercials, maybe skip some, but maybe some parts of some matches that I know I'm not worried about. But yeah, I got to the point where I had to like it got to the main event and it was like caught up live. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, Texas, didn't you love that interview with Nolan? It was good. I, I, I liked it. I mean, there was all. I, I, I basically I I fast forwarded through the parts where he was talking about Duke and playing for Coach K and stuff, and I only wanted to hear the stuff about Louisville. Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything that like changed my big picture view uh, of anything, but it was it was good. Uh, Texas says Trey White reminds me of. Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine. How, does he look like him? I don't know if that's a... I, don't know, yeah. I hope he plays better than Zach. De La Rocha was not a very athletic person. Texas, who has more culture, Boy George and Culture Club or the 2023-24 Louisville men's basketball team? <laughs> well, they called himself Culture Club, though. We're <laughs> warriors. <laughs> Texas says a prisoner... Oh, this is a prisoner. I guess it's still happening. A prisoner is currently fleeing from the cops and has kidnapped two citizens to have them drive the prisoner... Scary stuff, and hopefully this low-life loser gets caught. Well, I saw the video. He jumped jumped off. I thought. I don't know. Wow. It's yeah. It's, it was a wild video. Texas says rumors from the Rutherford show. Quote: Not even Zan Payne's mom wants Zan playing for Kenny. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good text. He does not look like Zach Delarocha. First of all, he's he's black. Zach Delarocha's white. <laughs> that guy's getting twenty dollars to fill chicken and seafood. <laughs> he's sending out gift cards again. Not even Zan Payne's mom. Uh, Texas says, shout out Hanover, Hanover College. I'm graduating from there in a week. Congratulations. Nice. Um, Hanover. Uh, I, I That's did, the Woody Harrelson school, right? Is it? I had a friend who played football there in college. I don't is that know. the one he, he's like in? 
No, what's no? It's the, the one. Woody Harrelson School is the one where I think uh, Nick Coffey got a scholarship offer from in basketball. That doesn't do anything for me. Uh, Woody Harrelson attended Hanover College. Okay, it wasn't Hanover then. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Hanover? I knew there was a school. He's in like their video. Hanover's like, their, a good school. School video. Um, they were. I went to that baseball camp. They did not recruit me. I I, I did poorly at the camp. I had two schools that recruited me out of uh, high school. Um, Transy, which recruited basically everybody from my team. They had a new coach, and he was like, you guys are good. I'm just going to take everybody from your team. And like six of my our senior class went and played for them. And then Franklin College in Indiana recruited me, the Grizzlies. No idea if they were any good or not. Did not go there. No one recruited me. Only because you you, you checked out. Well, you said you weren't interested in playing in college. I did look at other. I did have. I did look at other schools other than Western when I went to college. I went to. I looked and checked out UNCC. I thought about going to uh, Diego Guevara. I thought what's the school? I think it's a Jasper, the, the 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 junior college in Jasper. No idea. It's a. They've got a good technical program, which is funny because when I looked at the program, a guy I know was on the program, like holding. They had him doing like the stock photo of holding the TV camera. I'm like, that's David. <laughs> I know him, David Jolly. <laughs> Apparently, they've not found this guy. Apparently, this this inmate is still on the well, lamb. Norman, should Wolf. we be worried? I mean, he got from Brownsboro Road. It's the guy that created Law and Order. Norman Wolf, 31 years old, facing charges of burglary, fleeing, and evading police. Well, we already do that. And a convicted felon in possession of a handgun. Well, how did he get a gun? He was arrested in Louisville in April, and also has charges out of Trimble County. And had a scheduled uh, hearing there on Thursday morning. I feel like this is like the fifth escapee we've had in recent years. Where I don't remember. I, I, I would like I would see your escapee. That would. Mm. Uh, Kentucky Country Day was put on lockdown due to the search for him. Well, that's out East End. Yeah, it's out by my parents. I don't like that. That's that's my neighborhood. JCPS also suspended outside activities for Norton Commons, uh, Norton Elementary, which is right by my Where parents' my grandmother house. taught. Bowen, Chauncey, Wilder, Zachary Taylor, Cameron, Westport, and Ballard. He's out there by your house. What the bleep, man? He could be coming here right now. I, I don't want to try not let the dogs out. I think my mom was cooking out tonight. Well, tell Nancy. Strap up. It's not good because my mom's gullible enough to be like, "Oh hi, you want? You need something? Come on in." <laughs> Texas says the timer cam! Exclamation point. The timer cam. I have no idea. Was that the Dan Patrick show reference? Maybe I don't remember that. Texas, says, I'm going to the Bats game tonight. How many hot dogs and how many beers should I consume? Six each. Ooh, that's a lot. How many hot dogs can you eat? You can eat probably a good amount. One for every Ellie De La Cruz hit tonight, so at least three or four. Like healthy healthy Rutherford, you could have put down like three, four hot dogs, right? I could be good three for sure. I, I mean, it depends it. how hungry or high I'm. I mean, if I'm if I haven't eaten all day, I mean, I could do at least three or four. Yeah, I could do four or five. I mean, I actually, yeah, I don't, I'm I'm a I'm a weird guy when it comes. You see, you see me and you think you know I could put down, but I really can't. I could do like five conies, like corn dogs, skyline conies. Oh, delicious! Ugh. Smaller though. Now Nathan's hot dogs are small. Texas says KP needs to hire Court Dennison to win the moms over and land us players. <laughs> okay, that's that's not okay. Why don't you hire Ricky Davis? <laughs> I, I read that text. And I shouldn't have. Texas says about uh, says Woody went to Hanover. Yes, I was in the same frat. About fifty years too late to meet him. That's pretty cool. I've told the story about like one of Mary's like family friends from back in Springfield. 
is like Woody's right hand man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you had a connection to Woody, and he like he they met like 25, 30 years ago, and like Woody just liked them, and it was like kept like bringing him to events, and finally the guy was like, he's like, you know, you got to come to like the Oscars with me, and, yeah. and the guy was like, I've got a Woody, I've got a job, and he goes to him, and he's like, whatever your job's paying, you like, I'm gonna double it, like just basically like be my professional friend. And that, like, that's the dream, isn't that it? That would be. I that's mean, the dream. He's living the dream. Who, if you, if you, if you, in your dream, what actor would say that to you? John Mulaney, the comedian. I love Mulaney. You do. Without the drugs now, though. See, mine would be Kevin Smith, which now has drugs, so it's always good. He's doing drugs now. Yeah, actually, it's weird. You would think it. Kevin Smith didn't start smoking weed till like in the early mid two thousand. He lost a lot of weight. I know. Yeah, he after he had the heart attack. Yeah, yeah, that's right. After he he did a show and had heart. Yeah, a lot of people like you. You see clerks and mall rats and stuff. And you're like, and he was actually on the cover of High Times in like late '90s. Didn't actually smoke his first weed until he met Seth Rogen doing Zach and Mary make a porno back in like 2010. Did not would not have guessed that. Yeah, he, he now he was a. And the weird thing was he gave up cigarettes to smoke weed. Seems like a I would reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. If, I could, if you told me I could trade one, I would drop cigarettes over. Texture says, um, "That's just so weird that we're talking Woody Harrelson the the the, the way it circles around to where I you're know, going. I know you're going to see his former see movie. His former yeah, movie. insane. I, I did see Harlow was on ESPN this week and he was talking about the movie and they were like, you know, can you, he's like, I I can never duplicate Woody. I can never be Woody. And they were asking about the the first movie and he's like, I still haven't seen it. I was like, well, I was like, how have you not seen it? I mean, it's not what's his name's best film because the guy who did it's the same guy who did like uh, Bull Durham and things." Oh, is it? He did ten cut. He did one like he did every movie, like every sport. He did a movie for it was Bull Durham for baseball, ten cut for golf. It's uh, Ron Skelton, I think is his name. And then he did White Man Can't Jump in basketball, and I think he did another movie too, uh, as well, another sports movie that I may be slipping on. I'm not a big ten cut fan, but yeah, it's not surprised. I like ten cut. I like ten cut. Maybe no, I'm gonna say better than White Man Can't. Jump. He did Cobb. Oh, he did Cobb too, which I want you to watch. You do. He did uh, Play It to the Bone. Which was a boxing also movie. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. He did Tin Cup. He did White Man Can't Jump. Like he just, and he did Bull Durham, right? I don't, doesn't look like it. I thought that was the same guy. Well, if he did Cobb, then he's already done his baseball movie. True. Well, he did do all the sports, at least. Who's the director of Bull Durham? I thought it was, he wrote, yeah, it's Ron Skelton, isn't it, or something like that? He is. Yeah, he is. Okay, I don't yeah. know why it's not popping up on his page, but he is. Because that was his first movie, because he's a former, he used to play minor league baseball. That's the story. Bull Durham supposedly based on, like, his adventures and, and what he did. In that tenure. Nice. Cool. I did not know that. He's got a nice little resume there, doesn't he? But it kind of ended right there, yeah. With uh, you, I think you can see like the the, the, the trajectory. Play it to the bone. It's like, Ugh. yeah. It's like, really? Like, maybe we need to cut it right here. We're really yeah. reaching at this point. <laughs> Let's stick with what we know. Texas says, high character warrior sounds like one of the options you can play with in the video game Gauntlet Legends on Sega Genesis. That's a throwback. Don't get that reference, but I, I'm assuming it's a good one. I don't get the exact reference, but I get the uh, where they're going with it, yeah. Texas, TK, can you give me the sock of money guy's address? I don't want to rob him. I just want to meet him. Also, let me know when he's not at home. I would hate to swing by if he's not there. <laughs> Texas, TK should take hot sauce or the professor as his and one. <laughs> That's a good yeah, it's a joke, yeah. Texas says... Uh, oh, and one plus. What's the same damn thing? Could be technical, people. Texas, does Danilo get the Dylan Avar Award this year? 555-6969. We'll take your calls and text now. <laughs> Did you ever call a radio station and get on the air? I remember I called WHAS one year when I was, like, real little when they were okay. doing uh, – it was, like, Derby Eve. 
And I was like, they were giving out like these books and stuff. And I wanted to, I shamelessly wanted a free book. <laughs> and so I, I had nothing to say. I was like, I was like, I, I think people were overlooking. It was like the most generic Louisville horse talk of all time. Like, they're overlooking Pat Day's horse. I really like the, that horse, whatever. And they're like, all right, thank you, Mike. And that was it. So I used to call, I, we used to <clears throat> leave school. I'd cut school early. This is a nerdy I am. And me and my friend Chris to like listen to like Renshaw and then Arnie and then Papa Joe Shivali would be on. And we would call up. And just like be random people, and just just to make like make fun of each other. Like I remember, it was the Kansas State Nebraska game was coming up. Chad May, you remember probably Chad, Chad May. May. And I, I'd call in, and I'd be like, "Oh, Nebraska can suck a cow." Like can, Chad May is gonna throw all over, and then my buddy Chris would call in and act like he's from Nebraska. Like who's that lunatic from? And we'd always get on. And one of my favorites was I was driving home one night, and uh, Arnie was doing late night show. At this point, it was about ninety seven. I forget where he was. I had to stop at a payphone. I, I remember this payphone by Super America, by where uh, the Taco Bell is now. And they call in, and I won a trivia contest on there, and he sent me like a T-shirt, one-on-one sports T-shirt, and an autographed picture of him. And I've met him since and, and, and gotten to talk to him. I sent him a picture like, like, do you remember sending me this? Like, he's like, yeah. I remember. He's like, I don't even have, I don't even have hair anymore. That's how long it's going. Like, <laughs> Good guy, by the way, Artie Spanier is. Texas says, KP may have lost his feelings for moms, but I haven't lost my feelings for TK's mom. <laughs> there it is. All right, we've got uh, NBA tonight. Uh, back. Uh, I won big on Miami last night. I took. I wish. You, I got, yeah, you picked the money line. You picked them straight. Well, I didn't, the I, and I only bet them with the line, though, unfortunately. Tonight, we've got Should Lakers, Nuggets. Uh, Denver leads the series one to nothing. 8.30 ESPN. Nuggets are a five-and-a-half-point favorites. TK, who are you going with? I parlayed it with the Miami Heat game from last night as well. I put 100 on Miami straight uh, on plus eight last nice. night. Nice. Plus, I parlayed it with the Lakers getting those points. I think the Lakers win straight up tonight. I'm taking the Lakers straight up, too. I think they pull it out. Now, I don't think they win this series. I'm taking Denver 4-2. But I, this is, I, think it, I think this is a LeBron game right here. I think they even the series tonight. I'm with you. Uh, Lakers straight up. All right. Uh, everyone have a fantastic Thursday night. I'm you off to the night. white men can't jump premiere. We'll let you know about it tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Have a fantastic Thursday, everybody. Here I go again on my own.